Welcome to Solutions, where men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show too many, two men of many shining examples, two leaders of our growth and innovation. By prioritizing their time and knowledge, they are building the road to sustaining a household name and legacy brand. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the visionaries, the entrepreneurs, the teachers, the family men, two men of action and goal achievement, Mr. Anwar Higgs and Jamar White. <sighs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, 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 yeah. Appreciate What's you happening? having us. What's happening, everybody in podcast world? Hey, man, how y'all feeling today, man? Y'all feeling good? Man, feeling great, man. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. You know, Are y'all ready good. to drop these gems and answer these questions today? Let's do it. That's drop what we here gem for. on them. So let, let's, let's put this disclaimer out for everyone listening today on Solution for Men. Usually it's one-on-one men interviews, but today to them, we have something special. We got two men today. So we're going to ask these questions. That means one of them gets to think and the other one gets to answer. <laughs> ah, that's even better. <laughs> so who wants to answer the first question? I'll take the first question. All right, Jamal, let's do it, man. Let's go. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Wow, that's amazing. That's an amazing question, man. Thank you for that. You know, well, listen, man, I mean, I didn't have to look too much further than, you know, my bloodline and, and, you know, my my first cousin, Jay-Z. You know, he was an amazing success, but I saw him come from the weeds to make it to where he was at. And so that gym was actually seeing his journey, you know? Um, and so that was all inspiring to me and inspires me till today. And it, and it really allows me to set the tone for how I want my blueprint to be laid out when the time comes. No pun intended on the blueprint, Jamal. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, absolutely. If you could tell us one thing that he might have told you that sticks with you today, some type of gem that you could drop from people listening, something that you heard him say, in his development, not on his where right. he is now, but in his right. development. Right. Well, I remember before he had that record deal, you know, and he was trying to transition from, you know, his former life, like as we all know what he was doing, you know, to what he was doing today. And it was really just about consistency. And so one of the things he told me was, you know, uh, you know, stay consistent to what you're doing. And eventually the universe will conspire to give you what you need. So I remember him constantly doing music, constantly trying to uh, link up and put his stuff out, uh, even when people were like, you know, closing doors in his face, you know. And so that really pushed me to stay on top of my brand, which we started in 2010. So, you know, it's um, going on some years now. Um and, and keep that consistent, you know, and find my audience. We're definitely going to get to that brand talk in a minute. You're talking discipline over motivation. Yeah. And that's what you have to do is stay consistent even when no one is looking. And why you had a lot of time to think over there. Yeah. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Now, you know, I gave it a lot of thought. And I really can't point to one singular person. Like, I feel like it really took a whole village for me to, to get to where I am right now. Um, you know, growing up, I didn't have uh, the best examples of manhood. And a lot of brothers can attest to, you know, the kind of upbringing uh, some of us uh, experience. Over 80% and, of yeah, us. Yeah, right. right. So you already know, you know, I, I really had to uh, pull from just a, a whole number of different people, including my dad. You know, my dad, you know, he wasn't in the household. Um but he, he did whatever he could to make uh, us feel like, you know, we mattered. Um, and then I had to pull from other people in the neighborhood, whether it was my homie's dad yeah. or if yeah. it was a teacher. 
Um, you know, uh, so I kind of pulled from a lot of different places. And I, I, I mean, I believe I, I had to I had to dig deep because you know how the streets can be. Uh, you know how things can get when it comes to the journey you're on. You know, some people make that one wrong decision and then it affects them the entire life. And right. I, got, I got too many homies that have, have, have made that one wrong decision and still paying for it. So I just, I, for me, it was just like, just, just have the resilience not to go too far astray. You know, as a young boy, you, you, you want to see, understand the world. Uh, and sometimes you don't have the, the kind of direction that uh, will, will put you on the path to success. But I just had to be resilient. You know, um, I can shout out, I can probably shout out 20, 30, maybe even 50, you know, black men who were impactful in my life. So it's hard for me to give credit to just one singular person. But, um, yeah, you know, like I said, it took a village, and I'm thankful for that village. Absolutely. It can take 30 seconds to ruin your life. 30 seconds, 10 seconds, 15-second decision. If you can dive a little deep for me right now, if you can tell me one anecdotal story that you got from one of those OGs in your neighborhood where you was like, aha, they were right. You know, I I, I can tell you a story uh, about my grandfather. Um, You know, uh, I guess I was about 12, 13 years old. I was smart. I was getting good grades in school, but I, I was also trying to fit in, you know what I'm saying, keep up with the crowd. And so, uh, you know, I remember, you know, running with some boys in the neighborhood. We was we was boosting, boosting out of the department stores, ah, doing boost. that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> he said boosting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> take it back, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we was boosting out of the department stores, and, and, and we was doing it pretty frequently. And I was only doing it because it was it was just like it was the only brotherhood I had. Adrenaline right. rush. Right. It was like, yo, these dudes is down for me, and, uh, you know, this is what we're doing, so let's just keep doing it. So um, I remember I got bagged uh, <laughs> at one department store, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they wasn't playing. It was like, no, you're going to jail. Right. You're going to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. We, this ain't no, this, we, we, we really going to see this all the way through, this right. process through. So my grandfather, I remember my grandfather uh, at the time, God rest his soul, he came and picked me up um, from the station. You know, and, and and he he was like, he was like, you know, this ain't you, like we know you, like I've known you. Some of these boys you're running with, they they only seeing what you're presenting, mm. the facade. But I know you, I know what you're about. I know that you know this ain't the kind of lifestyle that you really uh, are about. Like you got big things in your future, and this and and everybody can see it. So don't 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 just throw it away, you know, in one moment. Like you said, it only takes thirty seconds to to really alter the course of your life so he's like don't 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 be that guy where you just throw away everything that your parents tried to put in you you know and that that was an eye-opener for me you know and I realized I think it was at that point that I was like all right let me let me start being more of a leader and and, and less of a follower we often don't realize without direction how much power we have I didn't realize I had vision or that I was smart at all Mm. I just thought I was just regular when I started seeing things in my neighborhood growing I'm like you guys you know if we do this this might happen People didn't have the this might happen part. Right. I only had the this might happen part. So right. then I became the guy of reason. They checked in like, you think we should do this? Well, this might happen. Not right. to be the negative guy, but this might happen. Right. Oh, well, we have to weigh what we are risking here. Yeah. And when you got people like that, then you have people who have vision. Yeah. And then vision people and who foresight. Have ex- yeah. Vision and foresight. And people who execute. Yeah. Tell me about one time when you were little where you learned a lesson when the iron was hot, but you had a chance to heal from it. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question right there. Um, uh, when I was younger, um, when the iron was hot, and I, um, 
You know what's so funny? I got a, I got a similar story to the boosting. <laughs> so I was a part of this gang called uh, the Low Lies, where we were only boost <laughs> Ralph Lauren clothing. Yeah. <laughs> Polo Ralph Lauren. Yeah. The and low. so, yeah, the low. right, the Low Lives. And so, uh, and, and, and I had a similar story where, um, well, I almost got caught, right? And that, and that really shook me up to the point where I was just like, yo, listen, I need to stop this because I seen one of my homies actually go away for it. You know, mm-hmm. he had nobody to advocate for him. And luckily I had my grandmother who raised me to, you know, be there for me, but he didn't have anybody. And so him not having anybody to advocate for him, he went up. You know what I'm saying? They, he did some time for that. And so that was my wake up moment where I literally, you know, was saying the same thing. Like, you know, listen, um, I got saved. God saved me. He gave me the second opportunity. Now, what am I going to do with it? You know, and then I, I really started getting back into, you know, school and my studies and things of that nature. So I, I think that was a, a turnaround moment for me to know that, yo, there could be some real consequences to, to your actions. Oh, absolutely. I Since you guys are sharing, I'll share one story that comes to mind. I remember I was playing basketball and we were in a park and a couple of my friends, they were in gangs. Yeah. And one of our friends had an altercation with a rival gang, but we didn't know. So upon leaving the park, they pulled a drive-by on us. Wow. The guy was about five feet from me, very close. Mm. Maybe closer than what they say COVID restrictions are. He missed. Mm. He missed me. The bullets grazed my arms, went through between my arms, like the little inches between my arms, me just putting my hand up, like not knowing the bullet was coming, hit a pole and hit my friend in the back. Whoa. And that told me, Hey, you're kind of close to what's going on right here. You got to understand that your life is important. And the reason I, I gave you guys that story is because I think our grandmothers and grandfathers is praying for us. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward to today where our grandmothers are very young, don't have the same wisdom. Do you think things are changing in our neighborhoods because grandmas are not praying? Grandfathers are not there to guide. Everybody's just running around looking for their own identity instead of having any order. How do you guys feel about order? Any yeah. one of you can answer that. Yeah, order. That make that makes what you're saying is is profound because we're missing that older generation, I feel like. So, you know, some of the young ladies is having children young, so they're younger grandmothers with less wisdom. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so when you don't have that generational component, you know, in your hoods and, and uh in you know, in your homes, where's the wisdom at, right? And so now you have a, a, a bunch of people making decisions, you know what I'm saying, based on the wiles of youth. And, um, and that, that's, that's not a good situation. And so I feel like we are actually in a, a tougher situation than we were generations ago, you know, because yeah, we don't have the, that old wisdom. Yeah, you know, it's, we've been on this trajectory for the past 30, I want to say 30, 40 years, yeah. you know, um, and... <clears throat> It's not by coincidence. I'll just say that. I say it's not by coincidence. We understand, you know, the external factors yeah. involved in making sure that the black man and black woman don't by elevate. Let, we know there's let, a design let, let's, to that. Let's touch yeah. on that a little okay. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Why this is not to go against anyone, yeah. but it seems like black men in particular will put that in the equation, but our women will not. We were under attack for many years since the 60s and beyond when we had our own things desegregation, segregation, Mm -hmm. and then plants got closed. Mm -hmm. Drugs got dropped off. Decisions got made to keep the family together by being apart. A lot of our women take those things out of context and say, hey, you guys are not here for us. Mm -hmm. But we didn't make these laws, 
and we're under attack constantly. And there was actually a law back in the uh, 50s, 60s, where if you had a man in the house, you couldn't get on welfare. Right. And so we mm-hmm. would literally put aside, put in closets, put out the house so that the family could collect some type of assistance. Well, yeah. we made, in some cases, they made decision, the decision together. And what happens is it was, it was steps. It was our leaders mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. for many reasons. Right. Factories closed. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we were together at an 80% rate marrying... And within our culture, so was our dollars. Yeah. So was us funding our constitutional Absolutely. rights. And that's where we know follow the money is where we can get a say-so at the table. Yeah, right. When they defunded the table mm-hmm. and then they offered a way out of separation. For the black woman. Well, not even for the black woman, for the black man and black woman. Because think of it this way. He said, hey, black man, if you leave your house, we'll, we'll age your kids. And you have nothing else to stand on. So now you're going to talk. You and your wife are talking. In some cases, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, babe, if I move out, you'll have this. So the man made a sacrifice, too. I'm sure any man with kids doesn't want to leave his kids. That's That's wild to me because that takes, that's a conscious decision that you got to make. You know, and I think about how a lot of the decisions we make were done unconsciously. Like, especially when drugs got uh, dropped off, like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, and we, we, we didn't know how to deal with. Uh, the pressures of 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 taking everyday care life. of family, everyday life, mm-hmm. the pressures of being black in America. Right. You know, it's right. a different pressure than what other people had to experience. And so when we turned to drugs and we turned to alcohol, uh, and that was it. You know, that was the downfall for us. You're talking about survival. Yeah, right. It just became the, surviving. Like it, we had to survive. Right. We yeah. had to survive and we was using those substances as a coping mechanism, but it wasn't really uh it wasn't building, it wasn't elevating us at all. And then like you said, you know, we, we live in a very peculiar well, we don't live in a big we we in Dubai, right? <laughs> right. Now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just, yeah. Right. 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 We, right. But we come from a very peculiar society yeah set of circumstances circumstances, Mm -hmm. you know and you look at the things that are thrown at us um in terms of institutions and things that we should be valuing from our institutions we don't value our institutions now are our social media instagram that's Mm -hmm. our institution right you know how many how many likes and what can go viral how how crazy we can uh act Mm -hmm. in order to get people to notice us right you know when back in the day our institutions were you know, family, like you said, like that family's not even, that's an afterthought now. Like mm-hmm. nobody's thinking about, yeah, I can't wait to get married and, and have a family for my for myself. And you don't hear young people talking like that anymore. Right. It's you the know? energy, right? Social media is energy. You know, energy is mm-hmm. not destroyed, right? It's just transferred from one entity to the next. We all know this. But when people go to social media with their troubles and their worries, they're then not doing it in real life. Right. Like even in the Bronx, as we speak, there are places where they're creating legal substance houses for people to use drugs in yeah, so they yeah. don't overdose. But they're That's putting wild. them in all our neighborhoods. That's and say, right. Hey, come here yeah. and use this substance so you don't overdose. We can have yeah. nurses and doctors here to make sure you're okay to use an illegal substance. We're not going to ask you how you got it, but we will arrest the person that gave it to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Crazy. Yeah, it's just that's the solution. It's mind blowing, right? That's and that's the answer. Let me give you a better, a safer way to do drugs. Just say no. Believe it or not, (laughs) that comes from a certain progressive mentality. They use this word progressive, but see, that's the technology. Yeah, right. The wordplay. Because when you hear the word progressive, 
you think that, oh, this is somebody trying to advance society, right, trying to, to get the best out of people. Right. They're being progressive. Yeah. But then when you look at the progressive agenda, and it's like, whoa, 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 hold up. Yeah. Like, what's, what are we really doing? What are we here? really advancing? <laughs> right. What are we, what really, advancing? Are we really advancing? You know? Everything is done in plain sight now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people have to understand the most powerful thing in the world is pen and paper. Mm. Yeah. And we forgot that. Right. Something in contract, something written down. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. Not to, to grow off the show topic real quick, but do you guys see that the, the guy in Detroit who created the water machine? Yeah. It was it was sabotaged. Are yeah. you talking about the gas? Like uh No, he makes that... water out of air. Mm. Giving out two thousand gallons a day to people in Detroit, free water. Oh, that's crazy. And and recently it was sabotaged and yeah. destroyed in the neighborhood. Because wow. nobody nobody, you know, nobody would think that people in our neighborhood would destroy the water machine. They yeah. didn't destroy it, someone else did. Wow. Because Money is made of our dysfunction, of everyone's right. dysfunction, not just us. Yeah. Everyone's dysfunction has a dollar sign on it, mm -hmm. right? And in order for us to climb the ladder to success to be better, people, some people are going to lose money. Mm -hmm. So that's all I wanted to say. So the next yeah. question I have for you guys is this. Do you have a vision board? I got a vision board on my on my notes in my phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's as good. That, that I don't counts. have like a real physical vision board with like cutouts. Yeah, and mine pictures. is virtual as well. It's in my it's in my mind's eye. <laughs> right. so so right. my we got board. we got we got Jamar saying it's in his mind's eye, and Warren saying he has it written down on his phone. Yeah, I actually got it written down. On so my for phone. both of you, it, it doesn't matter as long as you have one. But you know, most people say that we don't write it down. So I want to yeah. make sure that yeah. at least we got fifty percent here, ladies. That's right. Let you know fifty percent. But they still have goals in mind. Tell us, either or, what is your apex goal that you're currently chasing, and right. what is one that you currently achieved? Well, um, so listen, as far as writing it down is concerned, right? So about four years ago, um, I was reading um, the book, The Secret, right? Yeah. And I really mm -hmm. believe in manifestation, right? And so uh, I wrote down exactly um, where I wanted my business to go. And what, and what I wanted personally for my personal goals financially and then for my business goals. And I wrote it down, and I took a picture of it about five years ago. And literally, what you're saying about writing it down is a very powerful thing because it creates like a talisman or a way to focus your energy, right, your manifestation energy, you know, into whatever that goal is when you do write it down. So I do believe in that. And, and I definitely started seeing my goals being realized from that sheet. And when it finally fully manifests itself, I'm going to show people that picture that I took however many years ago it'll be when it does manifest. But I do believe in, in, in so writing that down. Let me get, tell you where I got that from. Speaking to women, I do speak to women often. Even though this is solution for men, we only have men on the show, I speak to women. They feel that we don't have vision goals or vision boards. They think we don't write stuff down. I told them men write stuff down. You just don't know about it. Yeah. Right. Right, you just don't. You're not in tune with us that much. We're not going to show you everything. Nah, we Cause, not. Because we kind of move. Because if we don't want to be susceptible to failure, if we don't <laughs> right. make the list, or we right. feel like being lazy yeah, that right. day, yeah, like, yeah, we don't yeah. let nobody see that list. Right. But back to the question: What is the apex goal you currently achieved, and one that you're chasing? Ah. Uh, okay. Yes. So okay. for for me, Anwar? for me, um, retirement past forty. So I'm forty four, right? My goal was to be retired in my early 40s. Now, I'm not retired in the sense that, I mean, I got a business, you know, um, but I'm retired from working for, from, for other people, you know, and that was always um, my big goal. Now, you know, I got other things that I've, uh, I want to accomplish. 
in in business, business, real estate, finance, you know, uh, I kind of group it all together. But there's a lot of things that I have yet to accomplish. But because now I freed up myself and my time, I feel like that has been the biggest achievement for me yeah in in terms of business personally my biggest achievement has been uh just my family you know my 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 daughters i got three girls age 14 11 and and three right and listening to my kids and, and 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 witnessing my kids witness me start a business you know work a business Get and, it open. Yeah, get it open and, and see that, okay, daddy actually said he was going to do something. And like you, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't announce everything. Right. I move in silence yeah. until I, I can bring something to fruition. And once I manifested it, then I try and, you know, grow it that way. But like you said, I'm not, I've, I've always been very careful in what I announce in the universe. Because if I'm not going to put all my energy to it, then it becomes... You know, you know that that it, it it comes back to you like a boomerang, and it hits you in your head. So I do it to myself on purpose. I yeah. challenge my integrity because I know my integrity is high. I know myself. Yeah. So if I tell somebody out loud that I'm doing something, oh, yeah. I just commit it to it, even if I didn't want to. And that, and, right. and it's funny because I commit it out loud to people to per- people who I consider in my inner close circle. circle, my inner yeah. circle, what I was doing because I had already, like you said, I had already committed myself to mm-hmm. it you know, so i knew i was going to get there but i wasn't making no major announcements yeah. until i actually had gotten there. absolutely because those people that i confided in whether i got there or not they were still going to love me they were right. still going to have my back they right. were still going to support me they wasn't going to look at me like i was a failure just right. because the thing that i said didn't actually come to fruition so yeah. i was very careful in that way and yeah. they but, give you a nudge too yeah yeah, yeah yeah hey what you doing today you know you're supposed and to listen that, <laughs> right. yeah that that commitment piece is a real thing right so when you commit yourself to a thing or any goal it's going to take everything you got so when you make a promise to yourself you know what i'm saying in the universe that all right this is what i'm going to do the price you're going to have to pay is everything. But see, and that's what people don't understand. I'm about to say, people. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand. Like sometimes when you sit there, right, and you're goal oriented, you guys are goal oriented, you achieve things, and someone comes to you and say, "Hey, you want to be a part of this?" And you're like, "You know what, man? Not right now." Like, man, you could do it. But like, listen, you don't understand. If I commit to something, I got to get everything I got. Absolutely. And am I prepared to give it everything I got? People right. don't understand. The people that give everything they got, it really takes a lot out yeah, on you when yeah. you could, when I. For me personally, when I commit to something, especially something like this podcast, right. it takes a lot out of me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're going to have to give it all up if, you're gonna really, up. Yeah. if yeah. you really yeah. want to make a success out of anything that you set your mind to, right? It can't be a part-time thing, you know? Right. And, and when I say part-time, like, you might have other things that you're doing, right? But when it comes time and, and for you to give what that situation needs— you got to give 100% right when it needs it, mm-hmm. not when, you know, you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because it does take a life of its own on, like when you create something in the world, right? The podcast needs to go on at this time and that time. And even if you have something, listen, it's time for the podcast. It's a different part of the brain for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's different. Like when I play sports, you always want to play. Right. When you play a video game, you always got time to play if you have time to play. That's right. Like you're up. Like you're gonna yeah. stay uh-huh. up all night and finish uh-huh. whatever you're doing. Yeah. Right. You gotta adjust yourself to get in that mind frame to get in that that perspective. Yeah, that's right. What type of affirmations are you guys telling yourselves every day to make sure you get up and get out and be strong? Oh, uh, that's 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 a great question. Yeah. Right there. Um the affirmations are important because the 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 greatest story is the one that you tell yourself. 
Mm. Okay. Uh, people are going to give you narratives. You're going to hear the media giving you narratives about who you are. But it's the story that you tell yourself, the narrative that you give yourself, that's the most important. So I always, um, I'm tender with myself. I don't try to be so hard on myself that then I get into some weird funk or depression because that, that becomes anti-productive, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you always want to be your greatest cheerleader. Gash yourself up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself going. Because if you don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, who you looking for somebody else? You so know? What, what do you say to yourself? Listen, I'll be like, yo, that's that's go. Cool. You could do it. <laughs> you could do it, Jay. Just basically. Yo, Jay, listen, you are you got a powerful this. person. You got this. That's go. Look at what you've accomplished so far. You are the captain of your fate, you know? Let's let's get it, you know? And I and I, I really have to hype myself up on certain days, you know? Like you sometimes you roll out of bed, sometimes you jump out of bed, right? Right. The thing yeah, is absolutely. to get the hell out of bed. Right. You know what I'm saying? So You know, it's funny because I don't take much for me. To get motivated, right? I, I don't know. It's just it's always I've always been that way. Um, as soon as I say I believe in myself, then I'm going. It's like okay, boom, let's go. Mm. You know, I think the biggest affirmation for me that I have to always remind myself of because there's days where I feel like, yo, why is this happening? Like, why is this happening to me? And I always got to tell myself, yo, God loves you, bro. Right. You gonna f up. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to always do things perfectly. You're not going to do things. Sometimes you're just going to be wrong. Right. You know, uh, don't let that, don't let that uh, stop be, you. Yeah, don't let that stop yeah. you. You know, God loves you. You're going to make mistakes. That don't mean keep trying, you know, you, you, you got to go out there and try and be better. Than Absolutely. You the, the, and the I say it before. all the time. Look, God gives everybody a million dollar idea. But who's going to execute on it? It's the, it's the one-tenth of one percent that's going to actually execute on these ideas. Everybody has great ideas. Like, God gives that away as a blessing for free every day. Somebody comes up with a million-dollar idea, million idea. But who's going to actually put the, the uh, elbow grease behind it and bring it into reality? That's the question. I think, this is my philosophy is how I think. I think we have God and the devil inside of us. Yeah. Absolutely. And oh, that's, think, that's, that's a yeah. fact. And I think... What side you water reacts first in situations. Mm, what side so, you feed. Yeah. So the God in you, if a shootout happens in this room, the God in you might slow down and process. Or the devil in you might retaliate right away. Right. Like it just, or you might have been the person to escalate the situation. The mm-hmm. God in you makes decisions and the, the devil in you makes decisions. But if you go places where the devil thrives, your yeah. devil side might take yeah. over. There you so go. I, I think we all have it. I think it's all a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. And how you develop yourself in the dark. So you just got to be careful. So I definitely agree. Some of the affirmations I tell myself is that I just say, God, please continue to order, guide my steps. Mm-hmm. This way, I'm not making any provisions. I understand that God, hey, if I'm here, I'm supposed to be. Right. And I know you. And then after that, I have to take care because what you, you know, your diligent work will put you in a position where you're supposed to be. Right. You always where you're supposed to be, but how you're there. Right. Either you're you're the janitor or the president. Mm-hmm. Right. And because of the interim of your work ethic. That's yeah. what I believe. Some, you know, that's what helps right. me get through the day. Right. Absolutely. How early did you guys start goal setting? Do you guys remember the first time you set a goal and achieved it? I was young. Yeah, yeah I was young. Grade or yeah, yeah. Was Let me hear. Second, we want to hear the grade. story. <laughs> for those listening right now, this is Solutions for Men's podcast, and we're going to get to some really deep business talk after this. But I really want to talk about you guys' first time setting a goal and achieving. No matter how minute the story is, someone's listening right now. Who's oh, I never got a good a story. Can yeah. let me tell a good yeah, story? Okay. 
Um, you know, we all grow up wanting to be. If, it's funny when you come from our neighborhood, right? You don't think it, it, it's a. I don't want to say it's a shame, yeah. But to some extent, it is that we 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 aspire to sports and entertainment, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I love hip hop, bro. I grew up on it. You know what I mean? Right. Like a lot of people. And so at a very young age, you know, I wanted to be an MC. I had my notebook. You know, I used to write my rhymes, and that was tough. Me and my boys, we had we had a little group. We was tough with yeah, it. You know right. what I mean? But that's not the that's not the story. The story is also too like I wanted to I wanted to be a ball player, and I'm undersized. <laughs> but I'm only five eight. So imagine at 12, 11, 12 years old, I'm like barely five foot. Right. You know, but I wanted to I wanted to be out there on the court. You know. Yeah. So you know, like I used to work on my game, um, work on my handles, work on my jump shot. But you know, at my size, I couldn't. I mean, I have long arms, but I don't have the height to to to, to really get up and yam it. Right, right, so, right, right. So I remember, I remember just working on my hops, and I it was one summer. I might have been my junior year in high school, maybe my junior senior year in high school. And I got my man Mill to uh, he was a witness, not not Miller. I know oh, yeah. Mill. <laughs> I got another homie named Mill back home. So um, we was we was working as uh, camp counselors at the YMCA, yeah. right? They had like a, a summer camp for kids. And they had a gym at the, at, the, at the Y. So that whole summer, I was just working on trying to dunk it. And I was getting so close, like <laughs> just getting pent on the rim. Sprite you know? commercials. But Sprite every commercial. day, yeah, it was crazy because my boy, my boy Mill, he was, because Mill played ball. Right. And he was on the he was on the team. He played on the high school team. He was awesome. one of the stars of the team. He was already in. He was like six three, six two, six three. So Crazy. he looking at me yeah. like, look at this little dude try to dunk, right. you know. But I just kept going, just kept going. And then one day, I don't know what it was. I, I just felt it. I was like, yo, today is the day, right? Because I feel like my bunnies was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is gonna happen. Right. It's gonna happen today, right? Right. And I kept telling Mill, I was like, yo, uh, it's going. Uh, well, just keep keep watching me. Because yeah. I feel it is coming, right. right? And not long after I said it, I think like my second or third try, I got that good running start. Right. Got that nice bounce on yeah. the ball. Right. It, it came all the way up and got up and yammed it. And my man Mill was like, yo, I can't believe Because at the time, I was only like five, six, right. five, seven. Right. I don't even think I finished growing. And he's yeah. like, yo, dude, you just don't a regulation court. Wow, your little five seven ass just yeah. dunked like, <laughs> like that's crazy because yeah. mine was blown, and I'm right. I'm so thankful that he was there because I could tell the story right. without ever having to worry about whether people believe me or not. You yeah. know, like so yeah. I was like, yeah. Yo, I had witnesses. Witness, witness, right. to witness. witness yeah. is super important, especially when you grow up in a place where everybody always checking your shirt tag, uh-huh. and checking right. checking your yeah. receipts. <laughs> but you know what? It, I felt superhuman when it happened. Right. You know, it's like you. We get these moments where we feel like, yo, like this was it. Just your average physical feet, like yeah. yo. I had to, I had to tap into some that God that energy, region, yeah. yeah. Where region I was like, yeah, I'm about to go super, like super saying yeah. on them right now because right, I'm about right. to dunk this basketball. Right. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah. Belief it happened. and willpower, absolutely. Yeah. Belief and willpower. Yeah, belief and willpower, absolutely. Yeah, I think when I was in like the third grade, I was always like an introverted kid, and um, and you know, I always drew, and I had like you know a lot of creative skills, and then. They, they would have this annual storytelling contest in, like, the third grade. And I was just like, you know what? I think I could do that. Because I saw, like, uh, one of my homegirls, she had done it and won. And I was like, you know, I think I could do that. And um, I focused my energy in. And for, like, six months, I had to memorize the entire, an entire book, right? Like, you know, a children's book or whatever. And then, you know, recite it back to the, to the class or the auditorium. 
And so um, worked at it, worked at it, and um, and I didn't think I had it right. I was still making mistakes, but the day of the show, I locked in, you know, um, recited, and I kind of went into some weird uh, meditative state, I think, and I just was hitting it, you know what I'm saying, hitting all the lines, the inflections, and uh, and I won first place, you know what I'm saying, the storytelling contest, third grade, man. <laughs> that's yeah. what's up, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, yeah. important, man. Those moments of conquest are important. Yeah. I remember when I was in kindergarten, they had to set, they wanted me to set the table, so they taught me how to set the table all week for the pageant. So I finally got up there. I set the whole table. I did it right. Mm. But then once, and then right when it was over, I stepped to the right and bowed, like did a bow, and I <laughs> banged my head on the table. In front Yo, of wow. <laughs> it's actually on Those video on a VHS tape. You know, priceless. Those priceless moments. So here we are. We got coming from Boston, hanging out with your friends, having a good time. Your grandfather yeah. rears you in. Your grandmother rears you in. You seeing what's happened to your homeboy. You got an inspired cousin that's doing great things in this world. Right. You got 20 to 30 homies showing you the way. You got little attributes from your father and everything. For the person you are today, for the people you are today, for the fathers, husbands, brothers, what did you sacrifice? Man, you know, you got to sacrifice um, that part of you that wants you to fail. Right. I just feel like there's always, like you said, the God and the devil is in you. Right. And it's always that negative voice that you could choose to listen to. Or you could turn it off. And I think the biggest sacrifice is letting that person go and, and, and moving forward with confidence and just letting that insecurity go. Mm. So the biggest sacrifice I made was just telling that negative voice. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out of here, man. You got to die. Oh, man, mm. we, I'm going to touch yeah, on that. But let me hear yeah. while. Yeah, I'm going to touch on that. Also. You know. For me, and this might be a little uh, un unconventional thought, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. So for me, the biggest sacrifice is being away from your family. Mm. And um, I say that in the sense that uh, it's not a bad thing as a man to have to go out and be away from your family yeah. to make things happen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we get... Uh, into relationships where uh, I think the roles uh, get blurred and there's this, this, this notion that the man has got to be in the house. Like, like if he's not in the house, then he, maybe he's out running the streets or doing right. something like he's not supposed to be doing. But right. it, it seems like it's encouraged and promoted that a man be home more. And I'm like, I see it, I see it the exact opposite. Like the man has to be out. Yeah. He's gotta get, get out there and, and, and make something happen in society. Right. So that his his and kids bring it home. Yeah, and then bring it home and have somebody, uh, a spouse who supports that and understands that as that that that's your role. Like you ain't there because I hear a lot of you know, I hear a lot of arguments. A lot of relationships go sour because it's like you ain't never here. You're not, you know, you're not paying no attention to me, and da da da. da you always doing X Y Z, and yeah. you ain't never home, and that's why you know. And I'm going. You should want your man not to be home. You right. should want him out there making a a a, a, a way so mm -hmm. that he can bring home something that you can, you know, that you can appreciate that's and right. value. So mm -hmm. so both of y'all answers tie together. What you what you have to realize is that you're talking about what you said it was like an off answer, not popular. Yeah. It's exactly the answer to the question he gave. We go all the way back to where you spoke about 80% of our households is raised by a woman, right? Mm -hmm. So which means that we are lacking some of the manly attributes. And we had to learn how to let some of the things that we learn from our feelings, which can't carry a man to society, go right. in order and step out and have a purpose 
when a man has a purpose, he can bring everything else in. Right. I think the purpose is more important. I believe in many scriptures or any type of religion we're talking about, mm-hmm. it says work the land first. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, what you guys both said, I think it ties together. Even for me, anecdotally, when I speak about my mother being such a caring person, when I step forth as a man outside, I can't care and save everyone. Right. But that's a nurturing mindset. Mm-hmm. Some of that nurturing mindset must die yeah, right. in order for me to build. Right. Yeah. Right. right? And I have to leave yeah, out to right, build it. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it's leaving my kid behind inside the house where that nurturing, oh, man, I'm leaving my kid. But the future holds better for him to sit behind a castle yeah. than the shed that I left him in. That's yeah. right. And I mean, listen, that's gender roles too, right? Because no one's going to, you're not going to out-nurture a woman, man. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely. not going to be a, a better mother as a father. You just, right. it, you know what I'm saying? It just won't happen that way. We just almost are not built that way, right? So when my kids were like really small, three, four, five, six, they didn't really leave me, need me as much, you know what I'm saying, as they do now that they're 20, 30, 40, mm-hmm. and they need someone to teach them about the world that they're living in, right? Mm-hmm. So I think my job, right, is to take them from uh, teenagers to adulthood and teaching them how things go in the actual world. And then their mother's job is to increase that 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 loving, that empathy, and that spirituality in them mm-hmm. as well, you know? So that's why it's a yin and yang thing, and that's why you got to have both parts. But I don't think no one parent can do both jobs, and I'm not even trying to do that job, you know what I'm saying? Let me get good at my job, which is making sure I bring home the bacon and I teach my kids how to navigate this world. And then you do your job with the nurturing, the spirituality and some other things. You know what I'm saying? And then we both overlap at times. You I know got the balance. That's I the balance. Yeah, exactly. I say this all the time. I say women are the greatest incubators. You give them something, they multiply to make it better. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Mm-hmm. Superior so when, creatures. Yeah, when they, when they talk about what you bring into the table, right? A man has to have a table first, whether it's yeah. a desk or yeah. a large table. Right. When when it gets to whatever woman decides to take that table on, it's going to be decorated. Yeah, it's gonna look that's nice. right. That's it's right. going to be neat. Or yeah. it could be to have stains on it. it. Depends on what type of woman you got. Because uh-huh. yeah. every woman is not taught to be a woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and every absolutely. man is not taught to be a man. Yeah. It's on both sides of the fence. Right. Let's get into some real talk. What we have yeah. in front of me right now, I know you guys are listening and we check it out on video. Absolutely. We have Buffalo Boss. The boss. BB. Yes. Oh. So we have the owners of Buffalo Boss here, and I'm going to let them explain what Buffalo Boss is, the history, the franchise, where we are now, and where it started. Let's get some of this information going. Who is going to talk first? Yeah, so you start um, with the, the man. Yeah, go ahead. The, you want to talk the, about the, the hand now, then I'll, I'll take it back. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to edify you a little bit. Okay. Then I'm going to let you right. do what you got. Word of the day, right. edify. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one right there. Yeah. You know, this man had a vision. And I've known him for uh, going on close to 20 years. But I, I known him before the vision actually came into manifestation. And it was just an idea, you know. And I saw him just keep going. You know what I'm saying? And I, and at the time, you know, I want to just be like 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 the village does. I wanted to be supportive. Right. I said, oh, man, you know, they say, hey, you heard Jamar opened up a wing spot down on Fulton Street. Yeah, Yo, you got to go check it out. I said, yeah, yeah, Fulton. yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Fulton Street where, for those listening around Who was that, right off of... Uh, yeah, that was 554 Fulton. It's, it's now closed down because they <laughs> tore the building down. It's where? Uh, Flatbush in Brooklyn. Flatbush, uh, Fulton. In uh yeah five five four Fulton in, in the United States yeah, yeah. You, oh, oh yeah, yeah in the U S okay. in Brooklyn yeah yeah, yeah. come right. on New York Brooklyn yes sir <laughs> you know so I mean I went down there just to support right and just so like most people who come to Buffalo Balls and have Buffalo Balls for the first time it only took that one experience I was like yo like yo this is 
this is not just your average wing. Like, what's going on here? Like, right, I was just like, right. yo, my man got the keys right here. <laughs> like, this is this is a, this is the secret sauce. Yeah, you know. So, it was at that point I was like, and I saw the brand. I mean, like, listen, he's not just in the in the wing space. He's in the brand space. You know, what I mean, I'm sure those are those are keys he got from his cousin. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is his brand, and so I, when I when I came to Jamar and I said to him I said listen um I want I want to be a part of this and I don't like it like like I tell like we, we spoke about earlier if I'm going to say it it's because I mean it it's and not because it yeah, yeah I've already thought it through I thought about my own situation and how I how I can contribute and so you know when I brought it to him I didn't just say you know like I wasn't just like you know shooting the shit with him and just mm-hmm. trying to get him to buy in a whole lot of talk yeah, yeah absolutely I was like listen I can do certain things with my money that to, 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 to get right. this this thing off the ground and try and take it to another level. And to Anwar's credit, a lot of people always come to me interested in the brand. I'm going to do a Buffalo Boys, this, that, and other thing. Now, this brother actually came to the table, had the funds, and he was literally ready to go. And that's what impressed me about Anwar. Like, I've seen him grow up. We've known each other for over a decade. And, um, and, and he's always been impressive always been the guy who has realized his dreams and has um had the courage to like you know go out into the world like he was we were in the states and he was in dubai he was like yeah. yo in dubai 10 years ago like <laughs> right. what let yeah. me ask you this question and why do we can continue on this buffalo boss journey yeah the part of you saving your money did you know there was something for you out there that you were waiting to invest in or you just had a vision that one day you'll be in a business no i knew there was something that was that was waiting for me you know, and I always, you know, I look at how growing up and, and, and we we all know how finance is not something that's part of the curriculum in schools. And I came up in a, a fairly decent school system and I realized what some of the pitfalls and shortcomings were in that school system. It wasn't all, wasn't all great. It wasn't all bad. You know what I'm saying? But it made me who I am. But I could clearly see that there were some 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 shortcomings to my education. And I was like, man, like, if I had these skill sets or these tools when I was younger, like, my situation might be different. But, I, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dwell on that. I said, I'm just going to go ahead and moving forward, I'm going to set some goals, some financial goals. You know, because I remember I messed up. I messed up my credit. I didn't know nothing about credit. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody taught me a damn thing about yeah, credit. So they, right. they preyed on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember they prayed on me in college. They was giving out credit cards and all, you know, giving like away. Was, high they was giving away, right. Like they like and I ain't know any better. They was like, Yeah, you can you can get a balance of uh this much, you know, two thousand, three thousand dollars and for somebody in college. It's like, Yeah, you gonna give yeah, me Yeah, we ordering right. pizza every yeah, night. Right, sure. right, right. You want some pizza? I got you. <laughs> right. Want some Buffalo boss? I got exactly. you. Yeah. So so <laughs> I fell victim to that. And it wasn't until I tried to go out and 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 and, and, and obtain other assets like property. Yeah. That I realized, oh, like, oh, I, I'm, I'm really in the negative here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm severely in the red. I gotta, I gotta figure this thing out, sort this thing out. If I'm going to be able to, to, to be the kind of man that I had always imagined myself to be, mm-hmm. which was a, a provider and a protector of, 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 the, of the family. So right. I had to situate myself. I had to reposition myself, get all my stuff uh, back in order, and then find what it was that. I wanted to do. I said, I know I wanted to to own a business. I wanted to own real estate. Uh, I wanted to have some intellectual property. You know, I wanted to be able to do, you know, just, 
you know, move my eggs in different baskets. Right. Um, what made me decide on Buffalo balls was, again, I, I looked at what Jamar uh, achieved, and, and, and it seemed like a very short amount of time. And it was, it was special to a lot of people because you don't see a lot of us have an idea you know, and, and, and have this brand idea and, and be able to bring it into fruition the way that he did and to have the kind of success that he has. And, I mean, he's really just scratching the surface. Right. You know, it's like we really have – he hasn't really uh, gotten to where he truly, truly wants to be, you know. and so, Still on the journey. Yeah, it's still on the journey. So Let me, let me ask this question real quick. Yeah. And I love the fact that you answered it like that and you was into it. You was like, hey, I got to be a part of this because I have yeah. good energy too. Take me back to the beginning where you thought of Buffalo Boss. And you know right. where, where we are from, everybody clowns everything. Right. So I'm pretty sure like, you want to do wings? What? Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Get out here with the wings, yeah. bro. And, you know, I know I've, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, they, they'll scream your failures and whisper your successes. Ah, you okay. know. There you go, ladies. And so, you hear that, Jim. Yeah. And so that's 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 a big deal, you know, because we see it way too often. Oh, it happens a lot. Trust right. me. And then, from the closest people, yeah, the people that we that that we that we say we 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 know and love, right? They'll be that the first is, ones to tell you. Oh, that is a deep conversation that <laughs> yeah. all creatives and people yeah. striving have. Like, that's right. where is the love for me? You give love to strangers, but right. not the person next to you. Yeah. And, and and I think it's uh our community operating from a place of fear. You know, so everybody's so scared to fail and, you know, they want to laugh at you if you're the courageous one to go out. And, um, and, and you know, that's that part of you that you got to let die, you yeah, know, because yeah, that yeah. fear wants so to keep you tell safe me about that, and not though. moving. Tell me right? when, you, when you came up with this idea that Anwar said, oh, man, this, yeah. everybody's proud of it. But I know for me being a creator, I know most creators, when you come up with something, the vision is there. Right. That vision was for you. Like you said, God yeah. gives out million dollar ideas all the time. So that million dollar idea came to you yeah. and no one else. Now you got to convince people that right. this is manifestation is real talk to me about those early yeah, take, yeah, us, take so, us back to where it all started right and i think what happened was uh when i first came up with the uh concept of the uh buffalo boss um yeah when i first came up with the concept of the you need to take the call no 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 i'm sorry oh, it's all good I, man I, I, we got edit, we got editing out here <laughs> okay good 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 no, no, that's fine that's sorry good. about that okay uh so when i first came up with the idea you know a lot of people were just like well you know you don't know about restaurants you never had a restaurant before and this that and, you know it's always like oh you never did it before so why start it well you know before steve jobs you know started apple he never had a right. software company he never mm -hmm. had a, a computer company you got to start somewhere right yeah. but I, I i did take some of the good advice and they were just like well you know find somebody who has some experience you know and so i found um my first um part Partner, and he had experience with the restaurants and stuff and so we came together on the sauces he taught me a little bit about running a restaurant in the industry and then from there we started tweaking it and building on it right um so you know you take what you take the good and then you kind of leave the bad alone like I wasn't going to stop just because I didn't have one and I knew that I wanted to bring our version of a wing spot to the space right so I saw all these old white guys building these um, wing spots in America Right. And I'm saying, well, we have a culture that everybody loves hip hop culture. We invent all the music in America. We, we are the tastemakers in, in America, but we never capitalize off the stuff that we bring from our culture. Mm -hmm. Right. So you go to every neighborhood, you find a Chinese food spot, you find an Italian spot. But we're the soul food spots. You know what I'm saying? It, it'll be a few entrepreneurs here and there. So I said, listen, we're going to merge the wings and the culture together, and we're going to create like a hip-hop wing concept. And people were just like, yo, all right, well, you know, you have your naysayers, and then you have people who see the vision. They're just mm -hmm. like, yo, this could work. 
now make it work, right? Now the work starts, right? So first location happens, right? We get a lot of press on it. Everybody's digging the vibe. And um, then before you know it, we were approached by the Barclays Arena, you know? Um, this might be a good uh, fit for the Barclays, right? So, you know, we did all the interviews we got in there. And then, we, you know, we just started stepping it up. And it's been challenges all along the way. But my thing is I'm just not going to quit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what you throw at me on a daily basis. As long as I don't stop, this thing will continue to live. And, and, and now we're here in Dubai. And I got to say that that, okay. that is what inspires me. So if I'm going to point to one singular person that, that, that has put that battery in my back, it is Jamar. Because, you know, I can always look to how he moves and say, well, this is what I, this is how I have to be moving. I have to move exactly how he moves because he's not going to stop. Like this is this is this is what he does, right? You know, and this is who he is, and, Absolutely. and and he's he's given me license to be a part of that. I have to, and in essence, it's like when um, it's like the Matrix when when uh, what Agent Smith when he, when he <laughs> right. went take put it put his his hand through right. through somebody and, body, and then right. they and then they change the Agent Smith right. right? Yeah. right. Now you got a, a thousand Agent Smiths yeah. running around. Yeah. Right. So I kind of look at it like yo Jamar has he's he's, he's put that hand in me right. and he's Charged changing me up. to yeah he's charged me up to be like him. And, I and that, know. not lose. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. And then listen, when I created the concept, it wasn't a selfish concept. From day one, I said, I'm going to franchise this thing out. Before I even had my first location, I was like, nah, this is going to be a franchise. Because one thing that my cousin says, and he said it in a rap song as well, that just made that, you know, always stuck with me. He said, if every nigga in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged. No one will fall because everyone will be each, each other's crutches, crutches right? Mm. Think about how deep that is. You know what I'm saying? If I make you a millionaire and you a millionaire, if something happens to me on any given day, I can come to my people's, yeah. you know? And so with the restaurant industry and, and how franchising works, we all can be our own bosses, but yet still be working towards the singular goal of moving that brand forward. Absolutely. You know? So let me ask you this question. Because usually when we're in the creative space, someone comes up to you that you didn't expect, that tried whatever you drew, whatever you make, whatever you eat. Give me a story for both of you. When someone came and said, hey, man, I had those wings, or hey, man, you you touched me out of nowhere. Give me the story of who was that person. Like, wow, I can't believe that I impressed you. Right, right, right. <laughs> man, I mean, I, I kind of get that on, like, uh, a daily, weekly basis yeah. when people but try someone, to fool. But someone that surprised you. It doesn't have to be a celebrity or anything. It's just a person that you didn't think was coming. Oh, okay. That got to be my mean Uncle Andre. So uh, <laughs> let me let me give you a story about Uncle Andre. He's like Mr. Curmudgeon. You know what I'm saying? You always got that uncle in the family, super yeah. negative, telling you you can't do this, that, the other thing. This was actually the the uncle who that told Jay Z he needs to stop rhyming. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like yeah. Jay talks about the same uncle, Uncle Andre, and he's just like, yeah, man, you doing restaurants? You know? And so very negative guy. <laughs> but one day when he came to shout the out opening, to uncle Andre. Yeah, yeah, shout out right, to Uncle shout Andre. Out, shout out to you, Uncle Andre. We man. all know my, you. My man. haters yeah. motivate. You know I what I'm saying? Like, and I know you love me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when he came to the opening of the first Buffalo Boss restaurant and everybody was there and he finally saw the vision, man. And then when he tried the wings, you know what I'm saying? He just pulled me aside. He was like, yeah, these are all right. These are all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't going to give you the whole, like, it's going. That coming from Uncle Andre was like the best compliment in the world. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing it in his face that. He was quietly impressed, you know what I'm saying? And he gave me that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, for me, you know, you, okay, so um, we have two store managers, right? 
One of them um, I've known for over nine years. You know, I, I, I came to the UAE as an educator, as a teacher, right? And um, During the glory years. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah, they were glory years. Yeah, I ain't going to go into that, but you're definitely right. They was glory years for sure. That's what kept me here this long. Now yeah. it's funny because the glory years is over. It's like it's time to pack up and go. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, nah, we, so, still, so, we still love the UAE. Yeah, we definitely, definitely. But um, so I worked one of the um, security guards uh, at, at my school um, from Uganda. His name is Benson, right? Uh, he and I, we 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 developed a pretty tight bond, and Ben was good with everybody at the job. So, you know, um, you know, it was just it was good to talk to somebody who comes from a completely different background and experiences you, but to be able to find some some common ground. So when we started uh, throwing around the idea of doing Buffalo Boss in in Dubai, you know, I was thinking like, who who is the most uh, trustworthy person I can think of because I knew there was, uh, was going to come a time where you know I would be back in the states looking to open up more Buffalo bosses Jamar would be back in the states and we needed to have somebody here in Dubai that we knew that we could put our full faith in that they were going to do everything possible that we needed a high character individual to, right. to help yeah. run the day, restaurant day to day, day. day, to day. Absolutely. you know and and so Ben and Ben is somebody who's um, doesn't come from the restaurant uh, space or background, but neither do I. Right, you right. know. Um, and Jamar said, "No, look, we can train him. We, he's he's going to develop and he's going to get those skills to be a, a, a quality uh, restaurant manager." But we needed somebody who was uh, high character first, yeah, high yeah. right? And somebody high that integrity, that's right, high integrity. You. And so, so that was him. But to, that, I, I just want to throw that out there because you know I convinced him to leave security. After he's been in security longer than I was in education, wow! And take a step out on faith and and, and come join us in Buffalo, Boston. He did that, and so I I got a lot of love and appreciation for him being able to do that. But to your to, to your question, um, Ben is from Uganda. There ain't no buffalo wings in Uganda. Wow. There's no you know the, the the American comfort foods that we're used to. He's not used to it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So when we first got the kitchen open. And Jamar was uh, showing us how to how to make the sauces and you know how to how to um, how to fry the, the chicken the wings to get the crispiness how to marinate the the whole process right when we finished uh, I don't even remember, I can't was it the was it the maybe it was the the mild wings or was the butter better than diamond oh yeah shrimp? Uh, I can't it was remember the, what definitely it was. the mild wings he loved it was the wings yeah. but his reaction because you know like and I'm going like you know I didn't think that uh, you know. Cause I know how I am with other uh, nationalities, cuisine. Yeah, the palate. Yeah, yeah the palate is different, right? Yeah, the, right. With the palate translate. Yeah. And so he took a bite, and his face lit up. Lit up. He was just like, oh, he was like, like oh, oh, wow. Yeah, he oh, said, oh, wow. wow. Man. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. That's what I knew. Yeah. That that's what it. I knew. I said, oh, we got something. Yeah. We got right. something because here's a guy who's never eaten this kind of food before. Mm-hmm. And he's completely his. He was completely mind blown. Yeah, like this is special. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Tell us where exactly the store is located in Dubai. So, uh, two thirty uh, Jamira Street, Jamira mm-hmm. um, One, Dubai. Yeah, we're we're like two blocks away from the Lemur uh, area, which is that whole uh, beachfront. 
um, district, but they do. They got the amusement park over there. Yeah. Um, we're about a block of two blocks away from City Walk. Yeah, um, on the main strip. Yeah, yeah right yeah, on the absolutely. main strip, a block away from the beach. Yep. A block away from the beach, about yeah. ten minutes away from Dubai. Uh, downtown mall About 10 minutes away From Business Bay yeah. Ladies and gentlemen I've been to yeah, this please restaurant Please come check us out right. I've been to this check restaurant Check us out on Taliban I've seen the gold chains yeah. Check them out on Taliban <laughs> We're going to talk about Taliban I mean I've yeah. seen the gold chains When I walked in you know, they didn't know I went. The I went gazelles. on cover. Did I went, you see the gazelles? I seen the too? gazelles. Okay. I seen the gazelles. I went on right. covert ops. I went there. I didn't want y'all to know I was going. Nice. But I walked in. Let me tell you what happened when I walked in. Okay. They were playing big pun. Ooh, <laughs> And you know, I'm from the Bronx. So I was like, oh, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. I was feeling it. I was yeah. feeling it. Nice. And I got my French fries and my wings, me and my son and my wife. We ate and we enjoyed it. And we went back for more. Wow. And we supposed to be on a diet. So Buffalo Boss, you threw us off our yeah, diet. For we had to, yeah, we had to do that. Yeah, we tell folks, Sorry listen, this is we we do pure comfort food. That's Fun right, food. <laughs> Fun food, you know, baby. We don't expect you to eat us uh, seven days out the week. That That's might right. not be good for your health, but right. you know when you when you've met your goals, <laughs> yeah, your, right. your workout goals and yeah. your diet nah, pull goals, up, pull up and, and get you, man. You, you yeah. can eat this Come food. Get you a six piece. It's good for you, man. It's <laughs> definitely good for you. It's good food. Absolutely, yeah, it's definitely good food. What have y'all procrastinated on, and why? <sighs> And now that's a that's a that's, that's something a, I gotta yeah. take some time with that. One. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> got, exactly. Because you asking me um, to unpack some things, yeah, I, I yeah. might, might might not be ready to unpack right <laughs> yeah, now. And I, and I think uh, I think it's really about whatever your week is on, right? So when it comes to vision and going out and physically doing things, uh, I I I I, my, I lend myself to that more than like you know some paperwork type aspects. You know what ah, I'm saying? And with yeah. every business, you got to do the paperwork. paperwork. You got to mind the numbers and these type of things and so i guess um when it comes to going looking at some of my sheets and my formulas you know what i'm saying i'm a little slow to that you know uh but you know i try not to put things off too long because you know procrastination man that'll get you you know what i'm yeah, saying get so you. you got you got yeah. to be careful with it but yeah those type of things i kind yeah, of procrastinate i, I on. definitely listen I, I have procrastination too sometimes i don't feel like editing these things right it takes a lot mm-hmm. you know it just takes a lot then you got to wait for it to edit and well uh, what are we doing here rendering five hours? time yeah, five yeah. Hours and you don't know if people are going to even watch or listen you don't right. know i mean yeah you want to build something but you don't know what you're really that's right when you put it out in the universe you don't know if it's going to be received uh-huh. you yeah. just know that you gave you all doing it that's it did you unpack anything or you want to hear no yeah next? i did i did actually um you know for me it's it's just about uh being able to sh- uh strike when the opportunity presents itself and uh sometimes you know I, i'll have a lot of great ideas and i'll just let them fester like like you know they say study long study wrong right. you know and i might overanalyze uh, right. the idea yeah it's like yeah. that that's my biggest that's probably yeah. my biggest that causes the biggest uh procrastination yeah. for me is that it's like am i doing this the right way like okay, maybe I should just t- stop for a second, take right. a step back and look at and it, and I might sit there be super dope and super ready. He won't let it go. <laughs> right, right. right. That is that's that's me. Right. In. I know that's a lot it. of the paralysis I, sets in. I know a lot of musicians like that. They have this great song. Yeah. And they just like nah, we can't put it out. We gotta do some more stuff to it. Right. right. It doesn't need anything. Yeah, else. it doesn't. Right. Need it is ready. Else. You're right. ready. What right. are you scared of? I I don't know. You think you're scared of success or you scared of failure more? Which one is topsy turvy for you? I think it's it might be the failure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's the, the the that fear of failure. You know, they say Is it a failure though if you created something and actually gave something to the world? Is that a failure? No, mm. it's not. And that's what I'm that's what I've been uh wrestling with. Wrestling right? with mm-hmm. and telling myself that it's not is you can never 
if anything that you have that started out as just an idea in the mind, you know what I'm saying? And it was just, it was, it was a vision and you actually took that vision and you brought it into reality. Then no, it's not a failure. Whether people receive it or not, right? that's another thing. And that's out of your hands anyway. Right. You have no control over it. I try not to worry about stuff I don't have control over. Right. Because then that that also becomes another thing that slows you down or paralyzes you. It's just like, oh, but what if, but what if, but what if. Listen, put it in the universe's hands, man. Do your part and do it to the most excellent, you know, uh, way uh, to the best of your ability. And then after that, you got to let it go. And you got to mm-hmm. let, you know, the universe take it in and take all over. All right, guys. So we got a few more questions, and I'm going to get you guys out of there and go hold you too much longer, okay? No, that's good. all right, man. Yeah, you having a great time. Enjoying this, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this next question is very intrusive. So you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Wow. It's, yeah, a, two, it's a two-part question. Yeah. Okay? You don't have to answer if you don't want to. Two-part yeah. question. What was abusive to you that you thought was love? That's the first part. Wow. Yeah, that's um, you Listen, growing up in the hood, shoot, every damn relationship, man, you got that uh, that toxicness. You got to bring it, break it down, break it down to yeah, detail. Give us um, one thing. I don't know. Like I would, lo- I love, I would love when a woman would we would argue. Like I thought that was love. <laughs> like for some reason, I would just I like think that's that a New York me. thing. Yeah, it got to yeah, be a New York be, thing. Like nah, was, that's until we get into it, I don't know whether you really love me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Fight with me a little bit. That's a New York thing. I think I had to let that go too. Yeah, exactly. Nah, that's the stuff. I used to smile too. I used to. It was like, yeah, she loves me. Yeah, that's right. She loved me. She almost ripped my face off. Yeah, Yeah, man. She really loves me. Absolutely. How long did it take for you to accept it? Um, As a toxic trait. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you you ruin enough relationships with it. You're just like, all right, well, this is When did you recognize it? Damn, man. That had to be like in college, I think, maybe. You know, like uh, you go through enough of those uh, scenarios where you'd be like, hold up. This ain't right. You know, I keep doing the same thing, meeting the same type of woman, acting the same way. And it's not working out. They so. find out Jamar loved the drama. Yeah, <laughs> common denominator. Yeah, common denominator is you if it's right. more than yeah, twice. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. I'm starting to fight. Jamar. <laughs> uh-huh. So I learned to listen more. I learned to listen more and talk less. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, that's a gem. Listen yeah. more, talk less. What about you, Jamar? I don't know if I've ever uh, confused the two. You know, I pretty much knew abuse when I seen it, so I never really conflated it with love. So it's hard for me to say, you know, uh, take I, I could challenge you on that. Okay. Because you loved hanging out with your homies. Mm. True, true. And no right. matter what they was doing, you loved the camaraderie. Right. But see, been but see, I don't know if they right. were consciously being abusive to me. We were all just But that lost, doesn't matter. We were just that lost boys. Abuse, though, bro. Yeah, yeah, true, true. We were lost boys. Right. And we just thought, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. probably it right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and just ha- those relationships. And I still have a lot of those relationships because a lot yeah. of those same have friends, them. right, they, they've evolved just like I did. Right. Some did, some didn't. And even the ones that really didn't, I still got love for, love even them. though I, I got to love them from a distance. Homies. Yeah, I love yeah. Them. Right. You know, but I, yeah, you're right. So there was, there. I, I would say, you know, needing that validation from, from I guess, my friends because I wasn't getting it at home. See. And, and, and then thinking that I should be able to take whatever was being dissed to me. Yeah. Because... They had to. They had to care enough about me to to, to want to even be in my presence and hang out with right, me. Right. So just take whatever it comes with the territory. Mm. You know what I mean. Even like you said, if if if, if it was toxic Negative. or not. You know what comes. The good thing that comes out of that that you can you can stand in that abuse and function. Mm. So yeah. if I need to go back into that anything that was abusive and function and try right. to talk somebody, 
not pull them out because I can't make anybody do anything. Yeah. But to word to word myself the correct way to speak to somebody in that dysfunction, I can always go back into it. That's right, because mm-hmm. you've been there. Because yeah. I've been there. That's yeah, the man. only thing for those who don't understand it or have been in abusive situations, whether it's whatever abuse you your mind goes to. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. could be physical abuse, mental, right, mental it, yeah. It, whatever you're going through, if someone's there with you to pull you out, then, you know, listen, because blessings come through people. In right. My yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to Mills's question. <laughs> Mills. Yeah, Mills. Okay, Shout out Mills. to Mills. Now, Mills asked a tough question. Now, you don't usually ask these kind of questions on the show, but this is special for you two. Yeah. I'm going to read it because okay. I made okay. sure I get wrote it, right. it down for y'all. Yeah. Get it right. Mills, this is for you. Mills, Millie Mills. What's Millie the difference Mills. between being Muslim here and in the States? Oh, man. That's easy because I'm fresh. I'm yeah. fresh out the, the hellfire over there, boy. Um, I think um, it's easier to be Muslim here, right? Because um, one thing that Anwar pointed out, he said, um, so back at home, your Islamic life lives in the masjid, right? In, in um, you know, the house of worship, right? Um, but out in the general society is not there, right? So the, the center of community life is in the masjid. But here, the center of community life is the community because it's a Muslim country. So you hear the Adan being called, it's easier to pray, it's easier to just be who you are um, without any um, distraction or, you know, or anything. Whereas in the States, you have to really fight for your identity. You have to be telling, well, I'm Muslim, I'm this, that. You know, you got to like fight for your identity, you know. For your space. Yeah, in your space. Whereas here, you know what I'm saying, it's real easy. You know what I'm saying? So it's so much easier being Muslim here, obviously. Yeah, and I would say, you know... um, Islam in America, uh, most people who uh, come to Islam uh, have come to Islam on their own. Yeah. You know, they looked at the, what was going on around them and in society, and they started to think about, you know, the 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 creator's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his footprint on creation. Yeah. And so we come to a decision about Islam usually. In America, it's like either I'm gonna be Muslim or not be whether you was raised up in it or not. Right. The greater society is gonna make you have to make a choice, yeah, that's right, about whether or not you want to be Muslim or not. Whereas here, it's it's a lot more traditional. It's like my grandfather, my father was Muslim, my grandfather yeah. was my great grandfather was Muslim. It's like, easy, I, this, yeah, this is easy it. for me. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we this is who we are, and this is this is what we do, this is how we believe, yeah. Um, so I would say that I don't know, and, and sometimes you see uh, that taken for granted here, yeah, because it becomes more like um, like like something you can take on and off, like a coat. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when I go home, you know, I put hang up my Islam, and then maybe I, you know, like a lot of, especially these younger generations, they get involved in all kind of things that really go against the religion itself. Right. Whereas back home, it's like okay, we we've been we've been raised up. In the hellfire, yeah. so and you constantly fighting for your you're identity. You're constantly fighting so for your identity, you so right. So you can never take it off. Yeah. It's like you, you, as soon as you have it and it's in your heart, it's like no, this is this is who I am. Right. And then so we we take that and we try and you know carry that with us outside of the masjid. Oh, so I can't. I'm not going to dive too much into the religion, but I'd seen things growing up as a kid in New York or different cities yeah. where there were always, like you said, fighting for your space. Right. There were always villages where religions were free to operate in cultures, especially in Brooklyn. You got the Jewish community where they in full 
outfits. They got yeah. their own section. Straight up. Yeah. In, De- in Manhattan, they have their own they Chinatown. It. They have their own religion, their own things. Mm-hmm. And then when I was growing up, there were a lot of things that were five percenters. Different mm-hmm. religions that just came up and yeah. people would join. Out of Islam. Be, yeah, yeah. Out of Islam, things is joining and coming up and being a part of. You said the freedom of everyone praying over here. And you think you ever see that in the States where it's time to pray. I'm pulling out my prayer blanket anywhere in, in city, wherever you're from in America, you just start yeah. praying right there. Because, you know, some people see that as like, what are you doing? A threat. Yeah. Well, it's anti. I, 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 I didn't think about that. Right. Some people see it as a threat. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is, because it's um, it's a secular society. So they're anti any religion in America. You understand? Except the religion of capitalism and, and these sort of things, you know? Deep. That's deep. Yeah. And so they don't want you practicing nothing in public spaces. They don't want you really, you know, doing any of that. You know, they kind of want to separate. They want to make it like religious life is like a, a separate activity as opposed to who you are. So you let know me what I'm saying? It, let me take it a little deeper. Yeah. If they, You said capitalist, right? Yeah. So <laughs> years ago, I was with a friend, a lady, and I was like, hey do you do yoga? She said, I don't play with anyone's religion. Mm. Right. Right? And mm. I didn't really think about yoga as being a religion. As a religious and, practice. But it, when I did some research, yeah, wow. But in a park in any city, you can do yoga and get paid and do a class. Yeah. So the capitalist society of it right, absolutely deems it okay if there's money flowing. Well, That's right. Look at, look at what Christmas is in, mm-hmm. in the Western culture. Yeah. Right? It's got absolutely nothing to do with religion That's whatsoever. Right. <laughs> like they've they've removed religion like entirely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christmas is all about the spirit of absolutely. gift giving, and you know it's just that, and it's and it's it's, it's a, it's a yeah. but it's also economic cycle. That's right. And I learned a long time ago, all of the major holidays in America is not based on. Um, the significance of the holiday itself mm-hmm. is it's a capitalist flow. That's right. How are we going to get this money to continue to flow? That's America's religion. Right. right. That's America's religion. And even religion. if you look at how they corrupted Christianity in America by making it such a business, you know what I'm saying? The televangelist, uh, excessive tithing and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, man, That this is why that form of Christianity flourishes. You know what I'm saying? The, the prosperity preaching, you know, because it's it's pushing capitalism once yeah. again. So that's the that's America's religion. So anything else is always going to be you know secondary to it. Absolutely, we ain't gonna touch that no more. That's pretty, that's pretty, <laughs> I got a little political. <laughs> no, you know no, no. We can get political. I just you know what I'm saying we're gonna dive in it. And right. I, Mills, thank you for the question, brother. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mills. Shout out, Mills. All right, let's talk about this. Talk to me about fatherhood, yeah. but not just any father. Talk about me when you like your kids. You love your kids, but you don't. I don't like them right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Talk to me about the patience you need to have with your father. Listen, I, I have adult children. My yeah. youngest is 20 years old, and I have five kids, four girls, uh, one boy. And um, it's different stages of their development, right? So when they're toddlers, even when they're preteens, man, they are obedient. They mostly listen to you. And uh, But when that transition comes to going into adulthood, right, uh, what I had to learn from the elders teaching me was that you go from – managing their lives to consulting their lives and so what that means is you can't tell them what to do anymore and then you have to let them and watch them make their mistakes and then be there for them so you know if you go around that corner you're gonna get hit over the head like don't go over that corner you try to grab them up please you know you can't grab them up they got they're doing they walk and you got to let them go around that corner and get hit on the head then when they come after they got hit on the head i got hit on the head i told them but now you gotta (laughs) 
help right. the womb, throw a little ice on it and stuff yeah. like that. So that has been it's a challenging transition. Yeah. <laughs> that's been a challenging transition for me and my wife and um and just learning how to navigate that new space, you know, with um having adult children, you know, and you guys probably have different um you Yeah, know, listen, you, guys you are dropping a few gems stages on me behind. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't know if I'm ready to be like if I know it's right around the corner, man. I don't, and you can't you gotta do let go because I gotta yeah. trust what I put in the yeah, sauce, right? Absolutely. I gotta trust the ingredients. How old is your oldest? All I got is I got one. I got a five year old. Oh, you got oh one. man, it's the golden Ooh, years. Yeah. Man. Both of y'all <laughs> in the golden years on the low. Oh, well, mine, listen, yeah. my, my, my golden years get real, get real copper real soon. Right. Because I'm, you know, I got that 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 the, the she's not even a preteen anymore. She's a teenager. Right. And she's getting ready to go right into oh into the belly of the yeah beast. into Back the, to the belly States. right. Yeah. So you know, it's for me. It's just have I given you enough wisdom up to this point? Yeah. Because I've already seen her, like, she's my oldest. I love my oldest, right? She's very, she's much like me. I'm a Taurus. She's not a Taurus. She's a, shout out to the Taurus. Me too. Yo, okay. shout out to all the Taurus. We didn't say anything about Capricorns. <laughs> she's a, it's funny because she's a Virgo, like her mother. You know what I'm saying? And if you know Virgos and Tauruses, they just seem to, 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 to complement each other in very, very contrasting right, ways. Contrasting ways. <laughs> right. right. But uh, so my oldest, she's she's very, uh, I don't, I, I guess the best word is combative, but not in a, not in a very negative way. But she's gonna challenge you. She's yeah. gonna challenge she's gonna your questions. thought. Yeah, right. She's gonna challenge your point of view, um, and she'll tell you like, well, I don't necessarily see it like that. Right. You know what I mean? And the older she gets, the more I'm getting that, right? Mm-hmm. And that I feel like, yo, all my wisdom is solid. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, what you mean? Right. Like, how you don't see it like I'm, yeah. question, the question I'm giving I'm you all these you jewels though. and you telling me they're not jewels? Right. Let me ask you this, though. <laughs> my thing is, when kids start getting combative and they start challenging, yeah. my question is, how long were they waiting to say, I'm ready to do this? Right. Because it, it wasn't right. yesterday. They've they they right. been ready. Uh-huh. They were like, I'm going to challenge this. Yeah. I'm going to wait till I'm. 15 and I'm yeah. going to challenge you. <laughs> and listen, there's an interesting notion, right? So like if you over-discipline your kids, right? You create these automatons in the society that is just like obedient, you know what I'm saying? Or if you go too hard, they actually rebel and get disobedient, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you got to kind of have like a mix and a balance and, and a lighter hand and that uh and them challenging you is their first uh, time that they are asserting themselves. And so you kind of want to nurture that a little bit, you know what I'm saying, while teaching them, you know what I'm saying, the proper way to really, you know, assert yourself and become who you're going to be in the world, yeah. you know. So it's a, it, man, it's a, it's a, it's a tough balance, man, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say over-discipline them because they're going to go all the way to the left at that yeah, point, you know yeah. what I'm saying? and I've seen that in other people's households yeah, where I'm like, course. nah, that's, yep. that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. trouble. You ask girl, me for girl, Go to college, yeah. boy. Yeah. Ooh, they out the house <laughs> let, for the let, first let, time. Let, let, me, let me ask you this question. You guys got daughters, so this is yeah. good for me. Oh, I like this. Yeah. You got this a, son? Is a son? I got a son. Oh, you All right. Yeah. But, you know, it might try for the girl. You know, you never know. I might just create boys. We'll see. I hear that. We'll see. But I got a question. For y'all, this is one of the funnest questions I have on the show. Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education? Nah, nah y'all my no my, my cousins, my yeah. my friends and my cousins. That's who. That's your who, peers. Yeah, yeah. Your peers <laughs> gave you the worst sex information yeah. ever. You know what I'm saying? In the sex talk. So my question is, what what are some of the stuff they said first before I actually tell them? What what is some of the stuff you heard? You jump off the porch yet? What kind That's of right. peer pressure questions did you get? <laughs> oh right. man, it was just really like yo, you know like. 
have you what's up you you smash yet yeah, yeah right. i mean that was always the first uh-huh. thing it's like don't come talk to me until you've actually experienced this right you're gonna get clown yeah if you come into the table you you ain't never been in any any experiences before right so fathers how do we plan to change this and when are you gonna have this conversation i've had it you've had yeah, it I'm sure. yeah i've had it definitely i've had it with my oldest yeah. i've had it with my oldest and was it weird uh yeah, it was very. weird. It was very weird. <laughs> because um, you know, um without saying too much, I felt like uh like it could have gone smoother, like if we could have been a little more prepared. Yeah. You know, um but at the end of the day, I got my point across and I think she understood it. And you know, it's funny because she tried to she tried to act like she didn't know any of what I was talking about. Yeah, that's and right. I already they got, knew. They got in front in front of the folks. Yeah, uh-huh. right. So she was fronting like she she didn't know anything about what I was explaining to her. Yeah, and I knew, and I had already known she knew. Right. I was like, yo, she knows about this, but I'm not gonna let it just be what her peers are telling her. That's She's right. got to yeah. hear it from me. Yeah. She's got to know that you know uh, the value in yeah. it. You know the, the dynamic, value, and, and the listen, energy it, involved. Right. And and listen, she's a goalie. Not, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> right. You, you got to be able to block. <laughs> Let me tell you, brothers, who are just in stage two and three yeah. of, the, <laughs> of the parenting thing, is not one sex talk you got to have. You got to have multiple. Uh, so you got to have age appropriate sex talks at different points in their development. You know what I'm saying? So, I think my last sex talk with my my whole group, I, I gathered them all in. I was like, Yo, we got to have a family meeting. And um, it was around when they was in college and going to college because now that's a whole nother one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you try to interject a little bit of, you know, religious conversation in there and morality and, you know, try to give them a balanced picture. And then you got to kind of, you know, combat some of the information that they're getting from society yeah, as well. Misinformation. Yeah. So the talk that I had with them when they were going to college or in college is not the talk you could have with them when they're nine, ten, eleven, right. absolutely preteens and you know younger teens or whatever the case is. So that's going to be an ongoing thing, and you want to kind of catch them before the or, Yeah, before yeah. those transitions. Exactly. Yeah, because listen, those who went to college are listening right now. You know, your first three months in college, you can. You can mess around and have like 10 bodies on yeah, you. Yeah, easy, <laughs> easy, Because you think it's love, but you're right. 18 and those seniors know the yeah, game and they, get, right. they get you right when you walk yeah, through the That's right. Matter of fact, they're waiting for you at orientation. Yeah, Let's that's the first time you're yeah. living outside your house with strangers. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So with guys who are using 10. the same line that's work. I told, I told my wife, I said that there's a guy out there who uses the same line on 100 women and out of 100 women, he can get 10, he will talk to 500 women a month. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> he will meet the quota. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He will yeah. continue to talk about yeah, it's it. A ball and, and see, for me, you know, because I'm at that stage with my, my oldest where, um, you know, she's, she's, she's looking for her independence. Of she course. She doesn't have it because she's only 14 years old. Right. But she's looking, and she knows like she can't just just jump out the window on, yeah. and be independent. Like That's right. this, this she's got to get through these stages. Right. But she she's at that awkward stage where it's like I want to figure these things out for myself, Dad. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily need you to tell me everything. Yeah. But I also want her to remember like, yo, I'm always gonna be here. I'm always gonna like I'm not just your dad. Yeah. Like I'm the person who cares about you the most that's right and you know what i learned you cannot take the discovery process away from the human spirit you know what yeah. i'm saying uh, you gotta gems. let everybody discover certain things on their own like nobody's ever going to take 100 percent of your information right. even if they're your kids and they love you and try your wife ain't gonna do it your kids ain't gonna do it there's a certain element of discovery that everybody has to go on by themselves absolutely 
So make room for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate y'all in that conversation. Good luck to everyone out there raising no daughters or sons. Pray for me, bro. Had Pray a, for me. Yeah. Have that conversation, man. It's super important, man, because you got to let them know, man, some exciting things are going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, and it ain't all bad now. Don't scare me. Yeah, right. right, right. right. So they gotta tell them it's no amazing. Kids, yep. Right. Yeah. Tell them it's amazing. Yeah. I know people who've been told and and really drilled about how awful it is to do yeah. this. And now, and know, then when they like it, they just like, I must be an awful person. Now you f them up for the rest yeah. of their lives. You know what I'm right. saying? So you got to be very careful with that. So I was on a uh, clubhouse thing mm-hmm. on a call with about 200 people. It was my room talking, right. and. There were people asking questions. It was like, ask me a question, let me answer it. I had a panel of people. And there was a lady who was like, you look at the profile picture, she was gorgeous. Like mm. She was like a 20 yeah. out of 10. She was nice. fine. Mm. And she came on there and she said, Shame, she said, hey, I want to ask you something about my marriage. I said, what's going on? I, said, I don't want to answer your question about the marriage. <laughs> right. And she was like, listen, I waited till I was married to engage in sexual activity with my husband. Now, the problem is, every time we have sex, I see Jesus in the corner. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. That's, that's she a couldn't tough turn one. It that's, off. A, that's a little yeah, spooky, right. though. She could, yeah. I know, but she couldn't but turn it off. But that's that trauma. That's that trauma yeah. that she got. It, she got but she was married. Trauma. Yeah, religious Even though she was married, it, you sign that paper, you get married, it don't change what your habits have been. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Yeah. So find And, and that may ruin her marriage going into the future because yeah. she can't enjoy it or whatever. Well, he knows she doesn't enjoy it because she sees Jesus in the corner. Damn. That's crazy. And I know her being fine has nothing to do with it, but it's a plus, okay? Right, right. I just want to say. Should there should there be a basic training program amongst men in our communities where we teach how to change a tie, financial literacy, how to change a tire, speaking to elders with intent, things of those nature, building each other up? Do you think we ever can get there where we have, you know, we got take out the church, take out the YMCA, take out the child, uh, the children's homes and things like that. Right. I'm talking about community-based building where we're all neighbors and mm-hmm. you're teaching financial literacy, you're teaching how to be action and go, and I'm teaching how to speech and speech and talk. Like we're all shuffering our kids through this community process before they get to the school before they get to the church like we're building in our community you think we could ever have stuff like that in our community oh man that'll be that'll be amazing if we did because it's needed especially in our community in our households where a lot of times the the father is missing you know what i'm saying so having that male energy and that male perspective is uh definitely youthful i know uh me growing up without me growing up without my father, um, one of the things that I gravitated towards when I got to college was like my fraternity. You know what I'm saying? Of just a bunch of men getting together and learning from each other and showing each other. So I think that is something that's like much needed. You know for sure. Do you think that's changing now? I think I see a lot more fathers at home these days than we yeah. get credit for. Yeah. Yeah. You know I think uh, that we live in the information age, right? And everything is 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 visible now. Like yeah. we can click see away. it in front of us. A click away. You know, and so we start to see uh, some of those narratives are shifting about black men and fatherhood uh, and just the family. And even with financial literacy, you see that the narrative is shifting. You know, those people who are, are, are experts in those fields are really now saying, yo, this has got to everybody's got to uh, understand Democratize this. the information. Right. right yeah. And, and we mm-hmm. got to get this out there so that we can start to see some change. So, yeah, I think it's very, very real, very possible. It's happening now. It's not the standard yet. But you know we gotta we gotta get to a point. Would it where ever be profitable for it to be the standard? Mm. Well, well if it gets the profitable, then it could be the standard. Right. But uh, I think. But listen, right. with, with, with <laughs> all right, so we have to embrace where the society is going with social media and these type of things. So, so therefore, um, you know, podcasts like yourself and in virtual spaces where you know the kids could come there. 
I think that's probably where it's going to go. It's not going to be at the YMCA anymore. Like, yeah. I don't even know if that's still around. Is that? Yeah, it's still y- around. It's still things function to help kids get out the streets. Yeah. But there's no development. Like you said, you went to school, but they didn't teach financial literacy. Right. Yeah. Like, my mom, I was fortunate. My mom gave us $5 every day for school. Mm. I spent that. I spent that joint every day to save a dime. I bought me a hero, mm. bought a bag of chips and a soda every right. day. Right. For my, that was my lunch money. But right. think about if I would just yeah, save $2 just, of that yeah, and right. just suffered a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think about that. Right. Yeah. So th- those are the type of things that we don't have no awareness of. Some quick bullet questions for you guys really quick before we get out of here. Top three things you want in a woman. Now I ask this question because Damn. I want to hear what you're gonna say. Because <laughs> you I gonna think you're gonna ask Mary Ben. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Top, yeah, that's right. top wife, three things you want in a woman. Yeah. Because listen, people are watching right now and they yeah. don't know what to look for. But I want to see if you guys say the one thing that I always say every woman should have mm. for oh, their man. All right, so top three. A man things. with a purpose. Yeah. yeah. All right, so top three things I want to see in a woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. All right, so uh, intelligence, right? So that we could have, you know, good conversation, right? You know what I'm saying? After we get out the bedroom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you want to have uh, a positive thinking woman, you know what I'm saying? Because if you with this person day in, day out, a negative spirit boy will drag you down and take down, you out. Down, yeah. down. Uh, and, then, uh, and then, of course, beauty, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to have something nice to look at, man. Absolutely. Got to keep it real. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to say first... There has to be uh, clear communication. You know, I think that's the hardest thing uh, in the relationship. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I see it. No, it's funny because, you know, um, sometimes we see these power couples. Yeah. And it's just like the communication is flawless. Mm -hmm. Like they playing off of each other. They're saying things that, you know, like they only they understand about each other. Right. And so there's no there's no great areas in how they communicate with that each other. That is the key. And 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 not not there's nothing there's no such thing as perfect communication. But let's try and be as let's try and get to a point where we understand each other enough that you understand what I'm thinking. Uh, even before I have to even say it, like some there might be a situation that me presents itself, needs. right? Mm-hmm. And without me even have to say, oh babe. Can you do X, Y, and Z? You already know just looking at the situation, like, oh, I, this needs to be done. Right. And and he's got he's got this going on, so I'm gonna step right in and do this. Right. You know, and that's just part of communication, verbal and nonverbal. So I'm gonna say that's one. Um the second thing I'm just gonna say is is not necessarily intelligence, but just a conscious awareness. Mm. Because, you know, like intelligence is, is in a lot of ways could be subjective, like yeah. how many, you know, uh, countries, you know, or how many states and stuff like that. Could just be you know, spots. right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, like, I want to know, like, are you fully aware of what's going on around you in a conscious way? Right. Like you think thinking about it on a higher level, mm-hmm. not on a low level vibration, but your vibration is, 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 is on a higher level yeah. and you can see and understand how to move in certain spaces right. without me having to say, yo, babe, you, you, come on, you got you to gotta see that. Right, right. You know, right sometimes right. we people pull aside, you didn't see that? Like, mm-hmm. come on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, like, Jamar, I mean, beauty is important, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, hey, hey, listen, know. the one thing I look for for every guy to have is intelligence underneath that whole umbrella of emotional intelligence, awareness, everything. Yeah. That's the one thing I always try to push everybody to understand that you want to have somebody after the bedroom, yeah. even though the beauty is great, you want to be able to talk to somebody actually have somebody and that's sexy and you know beauty and let me let me let me let me clarify too because beauty beauty, right 
beauty isn't just the physical yeah. look right. of a woman. Right. Right. Absolutely. Beauty encompasses so spirit. many different things. Your spirit, you know, the 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 way you smile. Thoughtfulness. Your yeah. thoughtfulness. Right. right. You your know. femininity. Exactly. Mm, yes. Exactly. Oh, I love all a soft of that. Woman. All of that yes. contributes yeah. to I a woman's beauty. I think every man loves a soft woman once nah, they find out they, once they find out they six. Yeah. But, but see, the thing is, a lot of these women are hard because of what happened. It's yeah. the direct results, like what we talked about. Yeah. Generational trauma type. And then we don't get, when you don't know a, a soft woman, yeah. it's like you, you take all the hard women. When you meet a soft one, it changes the game. Right. Absolutely. But a lot of women look at that softness as weakness. Of course, because we trained them to be that way. <laughs> we well, trained them up. I'm just going to say, you know what? I, I can never tell women how to be women, right? I can only yeah. speak from the man point of view. Right. And for me, as a man, I want to speak in total. <laughs> you guys disagree with me or not. But I think femininity is the way to go. I was what I like from women. Yeah. Right. What I what what men what I feel men like from women. Yeah. And I don't think I'm gonna say this. I don't think any man likes those fake eyelashes. Eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, when they too big and crazy. Yeah, in man. general, like I Listen, think that's my daughter's generation. They love that big yeah, eyelash. Yeah, yeah, I I, yeah, I think it depends on if you're a man of a certain age, you know what I'm saying? We we value the natural look. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause you remember back uh in the eighties, nineties, a weave was a big thing, like, oh, she's wearing a yeah, weave. Now boy, <laughs> yeah. they be throwing them around yeah. and <laughs> I used lace. to think it was crazy for a woman to wear a wig. I'm like, yeah, right. I got a wig on. Now right. I'm realizing like they all got wigs. Nah, they all got wigs, bro. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta yeah, get used just, to it. You know, some but, of them, some of them don't feel like doing the hair. Some of them yeah. don't have hair. It just, it's all listen, these circumstances. I, I, yeah, yeah. I tell my wife all the time too. Touching on the femininity thing is that yo the best way to get me to do anything for you is to be soft with me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. as soon as you buck up and get hard, you're gonna incite my <laughs> ego, right. and I'm gonna buck up and get harder. Like you know mm. what I'm saying? You're not gonna outman me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's better for you to do something that I ain't got, which is just be soft, feminine, and then yo I do anything in the world. Because once you. we once we say we're gonna marry you or be with you, we have a softer side for you than we give everybody else. Right. Like my mother always told me, your wife or your girlfriend should never see what you put out in the streets. They should never see you like that. Right. Yeah. They should never. Yeah. See you turn into an animal. That's right. Unless, yeah. unless it's protection time. Yeah, that's right. Like right there. So I, I kind of live by that. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Now, as a husband, mm-hmm. would you rather have a great woman or a great wife? Explain that a little bit. I need to. You, you define it where you think okay. that is. <laughs> this is a question. There's no a right or wrong woman? answer. Right. But whatever which one you pick, tell me why. I think a great wife comes from being a great woman. So I don't. It's hard for me to say. Well, I'd rather you be a great woman than to be a great wife because I feel like if you're a great woman, you're gonna be a great wife. Mm. So you know, I, I think the womanhood is is it, it trumps everything because it's gonna pretty much be the umbrella for how you are as a career woman, as a wife, as a mother. You know, all these other roles and all these other hats you gotta uh, wear is gonna come out of your womanhood. And how you right. define yourself as a woman. So you picking a woman first? I'm saying woman first because if I got a good woman, then I'm a, then I think by default I'm gonna have a good wife. Right. Okay, so I'm I, I'm gonna go with the opposite answer. I'm gonna say a good wife, right? Because the title itself entails that you are taking care of others outside yourself, right? Like, you mm. know, your title is like, you know, you're my helpmate, you're my wife. And so that's that spirit of giving. You know what I'm saying is what I could def and nurturing is what I could definitely appreciate more than just you know a good woman like her resume is banging she got a good job she got this but you know does is she nurturing you know what I'm saying does yeah. she you know what I'm saying put a battery in your back to get your day going you know so I mean you know so you need so tell me this there's nothing wrong with you guys answers it's yeah. what you prefer yeah 
So, but on the flip side of that is, if they were giving out awards, would you rather win Man of the Year or Father of the Year? Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Huh. Well, listen, my, my wife tells me all the time, you're a great father. But when it comes to the husband piece, you got some work in the <laughs> you got some work to do type stuff. So, uh, now, nah, Father of the Year comes with um, a lot of pride, you know, because the way your kids look at you. Um, and then, you know, like... Um, now, remember now, we yeah. talked about earlier the object of being home and not home. Right, yeah. right. So, either you want to be man of the year? Right. Which well, you, you're for everybody. But see, who's yeah. giving out the award? Right? <laughs> who's giving out the award? Right. If I'm getting father of the year, only my kids can give me that. Right, absolutely. You feel me? So, that means more than, you know, society saying I'm a great man. Yeah. You know, my kids, for my kids to say, yo, there's nobody better than my father. Right. That's like there's That's nothing right. Yeah. There's, there's nothing better than that. Like, yeah, I don't get, need nothing else in life. Right, yeah, you no could be man of the year. Yeah. 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 Like, kids, like, like he's a bastard at home. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I don't know how far it goes. That's right. True. All right. That's cool. I love the I love the answers. I hope everybody's listening, dropping these gems. Yeah. <sighs> Let me ask you another question. We talk about leaving legacies, right? Mm-hmm. But are we ignoring major steps? Do you have a will? Ooh, we I just talked not. about that. Yeah, we did just talk about <laughs> it. We and, just and, talked and about look, that. my look, my, my younger brother's an attorney, man, and I still haven't gotten my will together. Because I, you know what? I think when you grow up poor, you just don't start realizing when you have enough to even leave. You but know do what I'm you, saying? Do you need anything to have a will? See, the thing is, are you think we are scared of talking about death or the facts that it surrounds death? Because, you know, wealth is built through insurance. Yeah, Wealth is absolutely. built through so many That's things. A fact. So when True. we talk about wealth and trust and paying taxes and right. having these things lined yeah. up, well, we don't have to go to probate court. Right. So our things can pass on to our kids. Right. Why, you know, why I do think, we run away from these things? I don't mm. think for me it was, it was it's, it's, a, it's a concern about like the reality of my mortality. It's not that for me. For me, it's like I want to have a will that uh, is, is chock full of the things that I think you should leave a ch- child. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, a trust, right? So it's like, okay, I want to have a business, right? And I want to pass that business on to my children. But if I, I got to make sure my business is tight. And if my business is tight, then I can create a trust that's also airtight. Mm. And then I can create all these other different assets and legacies yeah. that I can package together. Yeah. And then when I go to sit down with a lawyer to talk about my will, I'm talking about those specific things. That yeah, I, put in I feel place. like I'm still building too. Like I still like there's still more to you can put into add it. to it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah right. And no, that's what a lot that's of people exactly say. Right. Like, no, I you can always go mentality. back and modify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to change my mentality on it. Some people have four or five wills they keep finding after they death, and just things keep just. Right, going through, but at least yeah. they took the time because yeah. listen, they want to take what we have. That's yeah. true. They happily take it. They didn't yeah. want you to have it in the first place. You mm. got through the cracks. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I didn't that think of it that way. Directly mm-hmm. from us. Mm-hmm. Directly from us. Some people get their things through insurance and have these informations, which helps them grow. Yeah. But directly from us, we need to have these things. And I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be transparent. Now, do you got a will? I'm about to say I don't have one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying like we got to. And really I talk get about this brothers. all the time on my yeah. show. Yeah. Like I, it's very easy to get one, but I don't have one. Now, what's holding you up? What's holding me up? Nothing. I'm getting one this year. Right. That's it. Absolutely nothing. Just that when the day-to-day, you're grinding so hard. Mm -hmm. And I hate using the word grind. You're you're assimilating yourself to be successful. Right. And you don't think about the end. You just think about the interim and next five years. Right. Right. But it's not about mortality. It's just about, hey, I'm still going to be here tomorrow. Are you? Yeah, right. Mm, right. That's right. right. Absolutely. Right. No, that's and good, man. I'm about to get out and give me a will tomorrow. <laughs> my brother when I get out of here. Right. 
I might procrastinate on that. A couple that more questions. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna front. A couple more questions that we got to go because we about out of time. Yeah. Okay. But uh, when should a man get serious about a woman? Mm. Quick gems on that. You know, for me, it, it's there's no uh, there's no one way to know, right? Because obviously everybody's different, you know, and no two people can tell you about what's going on in a relationship, but those two people that are in it, right? Okay, I don't care how it looks on the outside; those only those two people know what's really going on. But I'll be honest with you; I think it takes years. It takes years to truly get to know somebody, because even the person that you may marry. You're learning each other even after marriage. You're oh, yeah. figuring things out that you ain't see initially. Right. Like, wait, I ain't see this before. And right. you're like, where'd this come from? Right. But we marry now. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to discourage people from marriage. But I've, I kind of, you know, I have to give pause to people who after two, three months with in a relationship with somebody, that they, they're already in this whole. Yeah, but um, you know what, though? I think it's a business decision, though, because uh, you cannot yeah. truly know a person it might take a lifetime for you to know a person right yeah. so i think sometimes we as men we get hung up on this knowing a person knowing a person when you know it's gonna take too many years you but what's what's too soon so what i'm saying all right so for me personally you know i got married after three months and knowing my wife okay mm. and it was more of a business decision it was like yo i saw her character i saw what type of person this this was at at the core, right? And then I get to know all the nuances through the years, yeah. and then you start evolving and you start changing. So once you factor that in, you really don't know a person, right? Yeah. But her core has always been the same. And 25 years of marriage later, we still going strong. So let me ask you this question. What is more important, like or love? Um, Like, because I feel like certain days... Mm. Hmm, that's a yeah. tough one, man. That's a tough one, <laughs> yeah. man. No, you know what? Love I was going to go the other way. Right? Because if I got love for you, I cannot like you and still love you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So certain days I don't like light my come, wife. Light comes back around. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Light but I'm happy around. you admit that. Certain days you might not like your wife. Yeah. Certain days you might not like your, your parents. Yeah, right, but I love Or your them. kids. Yeah. Or your job. I don't want to see her get purpose. hit by no car, yeah. though. I love you. You love everything about it. You rush to it if you need to do that. Right. And some people fake with you. Some people act like they like you and they don't even love you. Yeah, right, facts. Right. facts. It won't be there in you in the hospital bed. Yeah, right. that's right. right. So that's right. I think identifying that is super important. So yeah. what you guys said was super important. I appreciate that. Right. Validation from your partner. It's like you win a championship when you meet the right woman. But fellas, I ask you, married, do you defend the title? Are you putting pressure on your wives every day? And what I mean by that is <laughs> when you go out, when you looking fly or you working hard, are you putting pressure on like, man, I got to keep up with him because he could probably upgrade if I don't keep up. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. I think you know, and it's not just. Uh, I think it's it, it's it's not just uh, the dynamic between husband and wife. I mean, I think the whole community is looking at how you evolve as a person. You know, so yeah, I feel like I, I sh you know, and there's ways where I feel like she puts pressure on me, mm -hmm. where I gotta step my game up. Like, yo, look at she's, you know, like when I feel like I'm not in the best shape, and I right. feel like she's out there, and I see her working out, and, and I'm like, dang. <laughs> With a bag like, of chips yeah, I better, right. yeah I better right yeah I better I better get to it I better get to With it Buffalo boss in you know and uh and, and, and vice versa you know I, I I always want to uh inspire her but also challenge her absolutely you know let's never be complacent like that's the worst thing uh you can do in a relationship is get complacent right and think that everything and have these ex expectations like everything is supposed to remain this way nothing stays the same 
The only thing that you can depend on is change. That's right. People are going to change. Your spouse is going to change. You're going to change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But you want to be able to change for the good, for one, and mm-hmm. you want to be able to push people to be their best selves, whether it be your wife, whether it be your kids, whether it be your brother, your friend, doesn't matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, our wives or our husbands, husbands and wives, they got a different dynamic. And so the the, the relationship is different. You know, the things that you guys kind of – lean on each other for and push each other uh, towards is different than say what your boys is, is doing. Like, yeah, you know, your boys are going to encourage you, but your wife is going to give you, like you said, that, that extra that inside. Yeah. Right. That extra, inside that nudge. thing that you're looking for that sometimes that's, that's a lot deeper. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Right. If you got a good one. If you got a good one, because right. you know, you got to understand people are different in relationships. Like when you see somebody, you see a female or a male, be like, man, that's such a nice girl, nice guy. I wonder why nobody married them. Cause in relationships, mm. they're a different person. Yeah. Right. In yeah. relationships. Yeah. And you want to, you want to be in a relationship with a person that inspires you to go hard for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I just I can't disappoint her. Right. Yeah. Like yo, she's 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 everything that I've wanted, or even if it's not everything, but she's she's she she per, she she compliments me in such a way that I can't disappoint her. Let yeah. me ask you a trick question though. Yeah. Is it better to say I can't discipline my, I can't disappoint my purpose and she'll fall in line? Well, that's that's bro. Hmm. That was a jewel right there. I gotta say. Yeah, but you know what? One. I think listen. I think most wives. If you are a, a decent husband doing your thing and working hard, they will they will tend they'll follow you. You know what I'm saying, and they will support your journey. Um, uh, I, I haven't met a wife yet who has a you know a solid guy who they just is just like ah oh you know. I got a question. What's up? Is your purpose bigger than your marriage? I would think so. You would say so. I would think so because so it says you should, work, it says your purpose should, you should put you should put your purpose above. Everybody, anybody and everybody. Yeah, I mean, your life's mission should be bigger than you work all in the, of that. So when it says work the land, right? Yeah. Once you work the land and you get married, then that order falls underneath that. Yeah. Right? You work the land and then the marriage falls underneath that. So whatever mm-hmm. you're doing should fall on that purpose. So both of you should be in line with pushing the purpose forward, which brings you the riches and your desires of what you all want to bring yeah, right, in terms of absolutely. legacy and, and leaving something. I only ask Yeah, because marriage is a construct, man. Yeah. You, you can't just be serving that construct all right. the time, you know? Right. And I mean, I asked that question because how many times have question. you seen somebody who was like, man, you know, before I got married, man, I had all these dreams and <sighs> I was going to do this, 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 but then I got married right. and I had to make sure that the lights uh-huh. was on and yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, so you put your purpose to the side. Because you made the marriage bigger than your purpose. Yeah. Well, my my brother, I said I talk about this all the time, real quick. My brother said something to me important. He was like, "Listen, the job you work in, a nine to five, that's just your crowdsourcing fund. Take yeah. that money and go do what you exactly. really want to do. Right. So those of you working a job you don't want to be at, how much are you really sacrificing to go where you want to go? Right. Why? Why you don't shoot, shoot your face? That's all right, right, guys, we got to get ready to get out of here. Hold cool. on one all second. Right. Cool. I came up with something called operating at one hundred percent, and what I mean by that is I took five categories, set them, separate them in twenty percent each. That's purpose, health, confidence, knowledge, and money. Purpose, mm. health, confidence, gotcha. knowledge, and money. Twenty percent right. each, right. totally up to one hundred percent. You can do it daily or weekly. 
That's uh, purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose means you're living your purpose, doing the work you need every day. Health means you're working out, eating right, doing the things you need to do, or having some good comfort food from uh-huh, Buffalo Bulls. Uh-huh. Confidence means you're doing things without any fear. Money means you're investing, saving, and spending a little bit towards the su- sustainability of the future. And knowledge, you took in some new information. Right. So I ask you, Jamar, Anwar, mm-hmm. within the last 24 hours, how much of 100% have you been operating out of? That's purpose, health, Confidence, money, and knowledge, all 20% each. All right. Wait, have we kept that boundary of the 20% each? Yeah, out, or, of, or? Out, of, out of purpose, how much of the purpose you've been working out of 20%? Oh, 100% purpose right now. 20% on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we got For health. Sure. Yep. Because, well, we have a new outlet, right? So right now, the whole focus is on a new baby, which yeah. is the outlet. So the purpose is there, right? Working on a vision. Health. Uh, yep. Health. Um. Probably 10%. at about five, ten percent. I don't even think I'm at yeah, about five percent of that. Confidence. Oh yeah, go ahead. Confidence uh, got to be a hundred percent with that because right now when you in turbulent times, money, you know what I'm saying? money. That's investment. That's uh, saving, and that's also spending. Um, I'm doing more spending than saving right now. So, uh, so that's, I would say is like it spending or investment. No, it's investment. No, all right, so that's at 100% because it's all being put into the business, you yeah. know. And knowledge. Knowledge. Uh, taking some new information? Yeah, well, dispensing information. I definitely say that, you know, I'm doing 100% of that, you know. Um, so you're operating at 85%. 85. So what you're lacking yeah. is you need to work out a little bit and get a little Yeah, help, get a little, for sure, get for a little sure. spiritual guidance. Yeah, that's right. Recharge the battery. Okay. Uh, for me, okay, the first one was? Purpose. Purpose. Um, I'm going to say 100%. Health. Yeah. I'm going to say 80%. No, out of oh, 20. 20, so maybe about 15%. Confidence. Uh, Operating without any fear or any insecurities. 10%. I'm being brutally honest right yeah, now. Yeah, Money. Yeah. Uh, 10%. Okay, and knowledge. Took in some new information. Uh, 15%. Okay, y'all bring seventy percent. Yeah, I'm gonna be you're taking yeah. in a lot of knowledge right now, though, bro. I am, I am. Yeah, so I am. that might be a hundred. No, you're right. No, as a matter of fact, yeah. Let's let's change knowledge up uh, to to twenty. All right, yeah. so you operate at eighty percent. Yeah. So the goal of everything is, if you operate at ninety five percent above, there's no reason why you can't reach your purpose every day and be the best person you can be. Ah. When we're all the best person we could be, that's the group project. Boom. The group mm-hmm. project is be the best individual we can be. Then then light will continue to permeate. Right. Throughout everybody. I love it. Thank you guys. You're now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It is people like you to help people like me shine. Now, before you go, we love to get referrals for the show. Is there any one man that you would love to come on this podcast to drop these gems and answer these questions? Oh, that's dope. I got to think about that one. One person that we would like to see on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. We do it via Zoom. We do it in person. Whatever you want to do. Right, right, right. Damn, oh, I got to call Hov for you, man. I got to place a call. Hov <laughs> yeah. on the show would be crazy. Yeah. yeah. That would be That's all electric. he does is drop. Right. That's all he does. He was just on Kevin Hart, so you know. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, That's Kevin Hart, though. I'm yeah, I know. Right. Me. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know um, you know what podcast that I'm, I'm, I'm really vibing? I dig it a lot because I feel like, especially now, that they, they've really caught a wave that is really, they, their, their footprint is pretty pretty big right now you know earn your leisure yeah yeah absolutely yeah so i love listening to them and i think 
Well, who would you recommend for this podcast, brother? I would I would recommend the host of Earn Your Leisure onto your podcast. You know them? Okay. I don't know him personally, no. Yeah, but yeah, if that were ever to happen, yeah. I would, oh, say, I would, be, I would be tuned that in. No, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could try to I'm get I'm just them. talking yeah, about people. To I would love them. to see you all here. Mm-hmm. Um, people that I know, oh, man. Man, who would have? I mean, there's so many people. I mean, people. you got a lot of people like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. Cool. Yeah. Somebody you know? feel the continued um, the knowledge we talked about. The Mr. Softy people. Uh, oh, yeah. Heath and Heath yeah. and. Um, Heath Bailey. Yeah. yeah. Heath See, Bailey. now you've been That's called my... out, sir. Yeah. You've been called out numerous Boom. times. Let's on go this show. I know he had, I mean, he was he was podcasting for a minute. Yeah, um, we got to get him out here. Yeah. 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 He Absolutely. might be good for the entrepreneur and inspiration. And you, sir? Oh, you know who else? Oh, who else? Hassan. Hassan will be great for the show. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. We Absolutely. got a, a brother that um he's it's interesting. This story is very interesting because Hassan is a little about our age, yeah. right? They so they've hip-hop been here. here. Yeah. They were they were cause they both well, Ahmed didn't go to the US, but Hassan did go to the US yeah. for a little bit. Right. And he was kind of immersed in the hip hop culture and he ended up bringing it back here. Yeah. All right. And these are two Emiratis uh-huh. locals that love hip hop. Right. All right, we got to get him love hip hop. Yeah, we got yeah. a conversation. And, and can have a conversation with about any hip hop artist, be it Tupac, Big, can break down lyrics for you. Right. Can tell you about what what hip hop looked like I twenty love years ago. The Bronx, we gonna go all the way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we call whistle, and this <laughs> is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. And they came, <laughs> listen, and they came up. They came up when you know. Things were very strict here still. Yeah, like, things yeah they couldn't wear pants. Up. Yeah, you couldn't wear pants. Like you couldn't say certain things on on cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were and they were back digesting. Yeah, they, they were digesting again. Right. All rebels. of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, they were rebels. Right, you know. Um, that and so amazing. that that's that, yeah, that would be a recommendation. We share the same friends here. I don't got no. Friends <laughs> <outside of this laughs> guy, what do you so. got in the states? You think that I could recommend to get them on the show? Um. <laughs> You know, um, I do have a cousin in Milwaukee who's running a restaurant. Uh, yeah, yeah Taj Pearsall, for yeah. sure. Taj, let's um, do it. Yeah, so maybe uh, we can get him on his I own mean, call. Anybody would love a Jay-Z out. recommendation. That's, yeah. that's unstated. Right, that's yeah. right, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm saying realistic. Yeah, realistically, realistically speaking. Yeah, you know what I mean? Realistically like, speaking. Realistically, yeah. let's work towards that. If we get up yeah. there, we get up there. We, you know, I could, I could the get my cousin on the show, and um, he has an interesting perspective. Uh, perspective because he did like five years pen time ah. you know what I'm saying and then transition his life to now being the owner and working on his second restaurant down in Milwaukee well Antron from the uh the Central Park Five. He Damn. just came on the show. Really? Oh, that's amazing. So we're gonna put out his interview soon. Andrew, was it here? Was it done here? No, we had to do it via Zoom, but okay. it was great. We had a conversation, and our oh, conversation was great on the show. So let y'all know that's coming out soon, ladies cool. and gentlemen. So that's definitely gonna come out before this one. Yeah. And, nice. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get ready to go. Any shout outs you like to give before the show? Shout out Buffalo Boss. I'm gonna try the food right after this. We only got a couple minutes to go before the the next set of team comes in. So let us know. You got any shout outs? Anybody you want to shout out? Anything you want to say? Yeah, well, shout out to you for having us on here, man. Yeah, big time. Uh, we had a great time, and um, may you have continued success, man. I appreciate that, my brother. That's the only shout out, man. Shout out Sheem. Yep. Sheem is the man right Sheem now. Is the man. I'm glad, man, listen, I'm glad it, we had a chance. It couldn't to do happen this. without great minds to come yeah. together, right? Yeah. Hey, Buffalo Boss, y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all got to get some of these shrimps. 230 Jamera. Yeah, it's really good right. food. Come we check it out. I'm so grateful. Dynamite Shrimp, Honey Barbecue, Mild, Original. I'm going to try all of that. We got the Oh My God win. Wings over here. in the UAE. Look, look, let me tell you something. I know they talking about Buffalo Boss wings. 
But they French fries are delicious. Word. <laughs> yes. The I sides. told you this off yeah. air. Sides. I was yeah. not lying. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. French fries. I don't eat right. French fries. I went and bought another pack. <laughs> <laughs> we so got them. Before we go, we'd like to give an end quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. But let you know first that you can reach me at, reach me at solutionsformen at gmail.com or at Sheen1 on all platforms. Facebook, Clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram. Hit me up, man. Let's talk about it. Let's have a show. This is a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. True success is not measured by how much you have done or accomplished. It's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximum is competing with yourself and living to your own true standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life. Are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Solutions for Men. I'm Sheem, Jamar, and Anwar. Thank you so much. Peace and blessings. Peace. Peace. Thank you. She gave me the green light. Now it's time to take flight. Let's go. Because I'm out the ordinary. 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 Out the ordinary.